0: strapped in the trenches, making moves going all out, everyday handle business,
1: you know that the hustle don't stop, got my team, let's get it, reviewing books and talk stocks, steady keep it moving, so you gon' wanna tune in, get low down. it's an app,
0: get local food on demand, delivery right to your home, everything in the palm of your hand, took hard work and dedication, come through, join the conversation, this is history up in the making, we just wanna be an inspiration, Hey, let's go.
1: And I think it makes people suffer more than it helps. Like, guys like Gary Vee are built for what he does. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's built for – he's built for – he was specifically designed to be a fucking maniac. He's a maniac. And that's his gear and he loves that gear. And a lot of other people don't have that gear, you know? And then they they buy into that hype and it's like like dieting right now, right? It's like the idea of like – you know, carnivore or whatever. I think everybody's sort of unique, and you got to find what works for you. And, and I think that's one of the problems with entrepreneurship is everyone's trying to make it mm-hmm. about a diet program, and it doesn't work that way for everybody.
2: And also, a lot of people, I don't think they see the headlines, but they don't actually know what goes into being an entrepreneur. And I don't sucks. think a lot of people actually want to be an entrepreneur Maybe when not. they find out what it is. Oh, no,
1: it sucks.
2: So, and with that, Chris, what really <laughs> I want you to really break.
1: We are recording. I'm
2: I'm curious to know, you're a guy that's had success in numerous arenas, starting, I believe you had a financial service company you built, sold, and then you literally were on the road of trying to become a famous comedian and be in movies. And then what I'd love to know is how you went from that mode to then back to startup life and entrepreneurship, and now you've built Koyo's Beverage Company into a behemoth. What made you, for starters, get into comedy from
1: business and
2: then go back?
1: Yeah, man, I uh, I think it goes back to college. You know, I kind of believed like everyone else that uh, um, if you just go to college and you get a good job, then life will fall into place. And so I fucking bought all that shit like most of us do. And, uh, you know, I, I got into the world and I, and I worked really hard and I'm, I'm proud of all the things. So like preface this by saying I'm super proud and grateful for the all, all the experiences I went through. I, it started in Amway, believe it or not. I got into a multi-level, which helped change my brain. You know, okay. like I read enough books that I realized I could do more than I was capable of. On and on and on. And then I got into finance. Started, you know, I was doing pulling in five hundred grand a year plus, and in personal income at twenty-six, you wow. know, pushing a hundred thousand dollar whip. You know, living the life, having sex with the Denver Broncos cheerleader, traveling the oh, world. I remember that. Um, I remember that whip. Yeah, yeah. The you big dog, Yeah, yeah. Um, the Batmobile.
2: So you were living the high life.
1: Yeah, according to the world. Yeah, but I was miserable. I fucking hated it. I hated it. What was the
2: biggest thing you hated about it?
1: It's like we talked earlier before we started recording about don't meet your heroes, right? Uh huh. Um, Like, have you ever met one of your personal heroes and just been totally disappointed? I haven't.
2: No. Uh, In saying that, I don't really have a hero. That's part of my problem. I was telling Dan that. People you admire. Yeah, I've been searching for a mentor, I think, for decades indirectly. I don't, and that's been part of the issue. I think growing up, I looked up to sports heroes when I wanted to be a sports announcer. Yeah. And
0: then things shifted, and lately I've just kind of been like,
2: these are just people. I got a like minor
0: him. example for you though. Not that I've actually even met him, but I've always admired Ricky Fowler, the golfer. Yeah, yeah. He seems like the fucking man it's probably rad, yeah. He seems yeah. rad, yeah. But there's this golf podcast that I love listening to, and for whatever reason he won't come on. And it's made me again, I haven't <laughs> met him, so it's <laughs> so Fuck different. You, but yeah. like the fact that he won't
2: come on <coughs> like
1: what a douche. But does yeah. that
2: give you guys almost comfort and clarity knowing some hero is just a average Joe that's taking a dump in the morning. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I mean, it's like when you, you know? when you meet your heroes and you think, you know, I've met people that I admired and then you spend enough time with them and you're like, oh, this dude beats his wife. Oh, <laughs> like, right. Okay. I don't know why I looked up to you so much and, and, you know, aspired to be that person. I think it's like, they say that because it, it shatters part of your reality. Uh huh. I think when I got into finance and made all that money and thought I was a big deal and which by the way, I hope we get into it. It didn't make me a good entrepreneur. Uh huh. But I thought I was a big deal, you know, making all this money. Um, uh, I realized once I hit that level, I was like, I can buy all the shit. Like I have all the stuff, Mm -hmm. but I'm alone at night. I'm still unsure of myself. I still have insecurities. Mm -hmm. I still am afraid little boy about a lot of things. I still, you know, feel like I need to fit in. I still and money never solved any of that. So the sure. hot
2: cheerleader, the BMW, none of those things clearly did anything
1: to no, change that. No. So that that's all internal. Not at twenty six. Yeah, I mean, I was still searching for all kinds of shit. Uh, of course, still am. Really, I mean, I'm I'm still a mess. Uh, isn't that what we're, <laughs> we're
2: all a mess? I think that's part of it too, though. The comfort in knowing a lot. Of, I think when I was younger, I used to think there was a direct path to everything. And the last few years, I've embraced the whole notion of improv, where no one really has a fuck what they're Abby, doing. Have you, though? Oh, yeah, for sure. No, the unknowns. <laughs> <I>, of <so laughs> I mean, I'm, <laughs> moving, I'm moving to New York in a week. So I'm more getting at, like, I used to think- You're everyone, not doing
1: that because you're so, like, chill about improv. You're doing it because- Not improv, comedy improv. I'm no, talking no, I get it. Improving in life. Yeah, yeah exactly.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just think there a lot of people are
1: so- Why do you think he's moving to New York? You're searching. You you think, you think there's not enough pussy or people or money or you're searching. You you've hit a plateau and you think New York's going to settle all those issues and it won't.
2: No, I, that's actually not
1: the reason. Come on. No, man. I'm not kidding, man. What's I think
2: I think it provides me more opportunities to do me. Like I think like I'm a, I'm a big city kid at heart. Like I've always wanted. <laughs> I was born in New York, and when you I think. It. Well, I'm going to, I so. know, <laughs> but I think for me too, I've just been one of those, it's, it's in your DNA, that whole chip on your shoulder, relentless, just waking up and wanting it.
1: Yeah. And yeah. I can't
2: help that. That's how I'm hardwired. I need the beeping. I at least need to try it. I think it's not something I'm like That's committed fair. to long That's term, yeah, you know?
1: I mean, yeah.
0: Uh, You kind of also both said the same thing when you think about it. Like you just said you're moving there because it's where you're going to have the most opportunity. He broke down the opportunity into like specific segments, uh more money, more pussy. I mean those are the different (laughs) things of opportunity,
2: right? I'm definitely – and I'm a person that I'm not – it's weird because I'm not materialistic driven. I hate objects. Like I don't like – I don't even own a watch. But I do love winning. Yeah. I, I'm in a massive competitor. I think for me, it's about... Yeah,
1: you're addicted, bro.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I can't stand the worst loser. Growing up, running off baseball fields when we'd lose games. My parents were like, what's wrong with oh, you? Oh, I'll shut
1: the Xbox down. Yeah. So I think that's part <laughs> of it, off. too.
2: And it's tough because it's almost <laughs> one of those things. It's like, what are you being
1: competitive about? But,
2: it, you know, to discover to yeah. learn i think being ever curious is part of it too
1: yeah that nothing say once you're never ha- people aren't happy unless they're progressing i think i think males like us like i said it before we were recording you know we're all cocky and egotistical and mm-hmm. crazy and uh, i used to always think progression was financial okay that was the only score i could keep uh, until i started realizing like progression could be like learning a new language getting better at golf there's a lot of ways you can progress. Don't oh yeah. Have, yeah. And As so a human. That's been a hard lesson for me to learn. Like there's parts of Koyos where I'm like, I could get back into the financial world, and make a million dollars a year
2: uh-huh. with
1: my eyes closed. And I, and I, I've taken a, you know, I'm, I still make six figures, but it's not, you know, it's not a salary that, you know, sometimes Koyos is so hard that I'm like, why the fuck am I doing this? Uh-huh. The fuck am I doing? And why are you? Much, I have no idea sometimes. I I I'll, So I'll give you the, like, we had this conversation the other night up a with a few friends, and it's like, you know why? Because what I was doing before was so service-driven. It was it was a lot of bullshit. If any of you are listening to this and you ever work with a financial advisor, just be really fucking careful. Uh-huh. I would recommend Tony Robbins' book, who he interviewed some of the top guys in the world on personal finance. I think that should be your Bible if you're trying to invest um, and then move on from there. but. With that being said, what Koyo's does and what we can do is amazing. First of all, we invented a product, which is rare. Um, most people never do that, uh, so we got to flex our creative muscle. There, can you
2: take us through how that even came about?
1: Yeah, um, you know, you know, we, we sell a product nationwide. We get hundred messages a day from people from Charleston to New York to Cheyenne to who are drinking our product, getting benefit, and it's it's bettering their lives. There's something really tangible and amazing about that, right? Like, for sure, that, that I never found in anything financial or or service related. Um, the other thing that's fun about Koyo's being an athlete my whole life is we get to work with and be a part of some of the best sporting events in the world.
2: Right? It's as we close are. as you can get to owning a team. I remember you telling me that, which was well, really so fascinating. That, that,
1: yeah, like I always wanted to own a team. I'll pro- I, you know, I hate admitting it out loud. I probably never will get there because you have to also be royalty in this country. You can't just be rich, and or Gary Vee, maybe. Yeah. yeah, we'll see if he. Owns Gary Vee types. would be
0: so pissed hearing you say that you'll never own a team. Who would Gary Vee? Yeah, I just,
1: but but I but I know <laughs> but but like we've talked about before, I know my role. Yeah, to to own a team, you have to be in a, the billionaire status, which is probably not going to happen. Right?
2: Uh-huh.
1: Now I can sit here and fucking lie to myself and kill myself to get there, and it might happen, but I doubt it, right? Um, I don't know. Then, I don't know your
0: situation. And Then like you have
1: good. to be. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, it's not amazing. I mean, if we cash out, I would have. $20, make full million. And I mean,
2: that that's a good start.
1: Yeah, but I'm already forty. Like, how uh-huh. hard do I really want to fucking kill myself? You can have a box,
2: but I, that that's I the whole. You. But that's the whole right. point too. When is enough enough? So, say you I cash out, and make twenty million dollars. I haven't
1: solved for that.
2: Is that though a point where you're like, I'm done building? Like, what separates the financial end of that and that intrinsic? Because you could tell you create value for people to better their lives. You love that. That's not financial.
1: No, totally. And, um, yeah, like I'd love to have a compound here where we, you know, like on it or muscle farm where, you know, we have athletes from all over the world come. And I, you know, I love personally pushing myself. So I'd love to have some of the best people in the world who are the best at what they do, pushing me physically, even into my sixties. Like I would, I would love that. Like, why would I not want to be a part of that? I also love, I love being around winners. I love being around people who like, like I'd love to hang out with Ricky just cause he's probably the way he thinks is different. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you're having Cheetos with that dude or nachos at the bar, he probably doesn't, you know, his mentality is going to rub off in a way. And I love that. I love being around people who think, do different shit. Um, it's just exciting, right? It's not a, it's not like an ego thing or like, you know, it's just like, again, those people just think they like, imagine having a conversation over cigars and booze with Elon Musk.
2: Oh, it'd be, like, we're know. talking
1: about most of the time we're talking about girls, right? He's talking about colonizing a fucking another planet
2: and going underground, and speeding it. up travel. And he fucking
1: means it. Like, can you like can you imagine like sitting with him? He's like, hey, so I've been thinking I'm going to colonize Saturn. You're like, what the fuck? I'm yeah. worried about how to pay my taxes next year. Yeah, and like where that fifty grand's going to come from. And you're talking about
2: like, yeah, it got the guy's insane. But on the other end of that, does that guy ever just chill and be like, I'm going to go grab a pizza? Where does he have any relaxation in his mind?
1: Chlorine himself, to my, he cannot. No, but that's to my earlier so, point. Him yeah. and Gary V have that thing in them. And some people just don't. You just don't have that. Mm. like, Or for instance, some people just will never give up other things, right? Like I, I confronted my brother the other day because he's like depressed about his situation. And I was like, bro, you'll never be a millionaire entrepreneur. You just won't. It's not in your deck. And he was like, why? And I was like, because – you haven't come to grips with the fact that if that's your choice, uh-huh. you're not going to be the best father or you're not going to be the best golfer or you're not going to be the most fit. You can't have it all. Mm-hmm. You just can't. You're not that talented. <laughs>
2: hey, I mean, just you know, not, people make decisions
1: the, too. When if, I if, think everyone thinks they can do all those things and it's just, I don't think it's possible. Unless you like you're the rock and you started in wrestling and you already had that foundation and then yeah, you have 150 million followers. Like I can shit out of business right now and everyone will go buy it and it'll be successful. Of course. He's going to launch this tequila, which he did, and it's going to sell for a billion dollars in three years. And it's going to make me incredibly jealous. George, George Clooney status. Same. Yeah. It, I mean, some of those guys just have all that, but like.
2: But even those guys, they had to work to get there to have that credibility. Yeah. Like, well,
1: there's stories of George Clooney like hanging out on lots for a whole day, like sleeping there you in, go. in the street to, to meet an executive producer of something. People don't have that in them.
2: Well, I think that's part of the problem in today's culture where you can (laughs) get an Uber with a click of a finger and people see a headline of someone getting acquired for 100 mil and they're like, oh, I'm going to start this tomorrow. Next year, I'll be paid. Yeah. And that's that disconnect where
1: I did that in comedy. I thought I was going to write a film and fucking be.
2: Well, there you go. In two years. You know, but then you set a bar that's not even realistic sometimes. And that's what leads to that downward spiral. Yeah. Where then people get down and out and they're like, oh, what's going on? It's like, well, you set an expectation that wasn't real.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was a
0: fantasy. I also think like, like part of what you're kind of saying is people, in order to like really make it, you have to go all in. And you almost like can't even have what does that mean? Like what is it?
1: I'm not challenging you. I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Like what does all in mean to dare? Well,
0: based on what you just said, like you can't really have too successful of a business if you're also going to have like a really healthy relationship and be good at golf you kind of have to choose one and go hard on it
1: i think That's i fine. agree completely yeah with
0: you. no. i mean i think there's something to be said for that because even humans suck at multitasking
2: let's be real anyone dude. can if you you know anyone that thinks they're a good multitasker is full of shit because yeah. you can only do one thing great at a time own a niche, whatever it is. Look at you with Fit Soda, Hoyos. I agree. You're owning that one thing. It's been us with food that, delivery that for me a while. it a
1: long fucking time to learn though. Uh-huh. Like a lot of heartache, a lot of stress, a lot of gain weight, a lot yep. a lot of, no, like a lot of pressure on myself. Cause I was like, why can't I be the fittest, richest, you know, having the most sex, being the happiest person ever. Cause I, it was always told to me and like, Amway tapes and books I would read. And I was like, you can have it all and blah, 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 blah. And then I would get depressed when I'd be like, yeah, the business is good, but I haven't seen my parents in three months. Yeah, I don't have any fucking friends anymore. I don't even know what it's like to have bros and like go hunting or whatever dudes do. Uh-huh. And I, and if I'm willing to admit it, I'm probably a little depressed. The imbalance. It sucks.
2: Yeah. And that's part of the- I.
1: Almost, almost 40. I mean, it took me 40 years to fucking
2: figure out. Well, I think we're, you know, humans are herd species. Like, we are at the top of the food chain due to that. We're being able to cooperate and be around each other. I think entrepreneurship, we've seen it over the years. It's a lot. And that's part of why I'm moving to New York, to be real with you. Oh, cool. No, no, no. The isolation.
1: You're fuck.
2: No, no, no. Get, get <laughs> that out of here. But no, what you're talking about, spot on, that lonely island thing. Where entrepreneurship. People don't get that end of it where it's
1: really dangerous too. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. For mental health.
2: Especially because everyone's in their own head more times than not in the world. In life, you're talking to yourself internally. Even this is
1: cathartic. Like taking time on a Friday to just sit here and chat. This is awesome. It's dope. And yeah, you get to flesh shit out and, and you feel good. And we've, you connect and like, we just don't even, you know, we
2: always talk about that when we do grab dinner
1: too. Like, why don't oh, we so do this? Every, yeah. You probably boys do it with golf too. Like, why don't we do this? Morning? I don't fucking know.
0: Yeah. Like, we yeah. Could, we well, that's could. the one thing about
1: golf. We do it all the fucking time. <laughs> <That's awesome.
0: laughs> yeah. We're out
1: there and we're like, Wait, Dan damn was saying, Janet, Dan was sharing. Like, what do you feel is like all in
0: So, no, I was literally mm-hmm. saying that I agree with you in the sense that, and I, I don't even think I ever realized it until you just broke it down. But, if all you have in life is your business, you're going to do way better at it than if you also have a girlfriend and you also have golf. I mean, there's been times when I'm playing golf six days a week and I fucking love it and I get home and I'm chilling and I'm not really thinking about the business that much. Cause it's just like my mind's wrapped around golf right. or even Charleston, like my girlfriend, I'm going to be living with her down there. And when I'm around her, you know, I'm not necessarily thinking about the business quite as much. Cause right. I'm just like thinking about my relationship a little bit. And it's just like, one thing at a time. So yeah, that's what I mean is you look at the people like Elon – actually, I shouldn't say that. I don't really fully know all their stories, but it's like – it's almost like these people are so tunnel vision where they don't have a life and they get to the point where who even knows if they're happy. But oh, Dude, yeah. Elon,
1: uh, to your point, you make a good point. Elon's parents thought he was deaf. You can You can Google this. That he was <laughs> deaf when he was a kid because he gets so focused on reading.
2: Yeah, you read like nine books a day sometimes. I mean,
1: yeah. most of Again, most of us don't – like especially people who have never played sports or like you've never been fully committed to something, you have no idea what it takes. No,
2: you don't. And, That's true. And
1: here's one. like I, 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 I freak Gina and my partners out because I get real excited. Like I'll read books and I get fucking whipped out on ideas and people. And So like Abe Lincoln, George Washington, some of these guys were my heroes. Like, uh-huh. It's not because necessarily they were like war heroes or whatever or like super macho. Um, it's because they were so steadfast in whatever it is that they were trying to do. And now as a CEO who has investors and shareholders and people and teams, and I understand the pressure more than ever, or even like a U.S. president, it doesn't matter if you're a Barack or Trump, what doesn't really matter, but they're not that those guys deal with. So here's one uh, movie. Everyone should see is dark waters. I just saw it. Mark Ruffalo. It's about this attorney who's a defense attorney. Okay. Defended chemical companies. That was his litigator super successful guy has a person from his old hometown in West Virginia come to him and say, we think DuPont chemical is dumping chemicals into this place. Everyone's messed up cancer deformities, all this stuff. So this guy like starts looking into the case. He finally decides to bring suit to DuPont. Um, DuPont kind of blows him off. You know, DuPont just did a $180 billion merger. Mm-hmm. Do you understand how big that is? It's, it's a joke. Dude, they're, 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 yeah. They print cash. Yeah. It's nuts. I like it, to it, think I a, understand, but I don't. Yeah. They're late. It's massive. I mean, to do $160 billion, it's probably one of the biggest mergers in the history of us business. It's yeah. massive.
2: Yep. To,
1: they, to, and they're a legacy company. They're not new money. It's not like Google. They're, they've been around for those people are royalty. It's a 200 mm-hmm. year old thing. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he sues them, and then they send Discovery, which is like fills up this entire 2,000-square-foot apartment. Um, and he commits to it and commits to it to the point that it, I'm so fascinated with this guy. I want to meet him in real life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He, he finds out that DuPont knowingly poisoned the American public for 50 years in their own evidence. The fact that we all have C8 in our blood, which is the most terrible biochemical on Earth. that causes They've emphatically linked it to cancer um of every kind testicular throat ovarian um they were dumping so much poison into the city in west virginia that people were being born with deformities uh dying on the spot entire livestock herds went away and they knew it they knew emphatically that it was happening so he brings this suit fast forward 20 years later he's still fighting it lost like almost his family his practice but eventually got a billion dollar settlement helped all these people live better lives my, my question to anybody listening or even you guys is how how hard are you willing to send it? How fucking committed are you to a thing or an idea that you would give up your family, your time, <coughs> your associations, your free time, your parties, sex, mm-hmm. drugs, to the point where – Abe is another one. Imagine sitting around your team with your boys running a country and they're like, bro, we the South said they'll do peace if we just don't abolish slavery. They're not saying – but, and let's make a concession. We can say that slavery is not X, but we're not going to totally abolish it. We'll have peace. American people don't need to die anymore. Would you take that deal? I, and, the, and your boy was like, it's, look, we'll abolish slavery three years from now. When we run the next term, we'll get rid of it. To be like, to be so fucking gangster, you're like, no, we're going to continue to fight this war until we abolish slavery, knowing every day that people are fucking dying. Yeah. On top of that, Lincoln also had office hours where U.S. citizens, normal fucking people, could walk in and be like, hey, um, Dan, or sorry, Mr. President, look, my neighbor's being a real dick. Uh, we're having a dispute over our land. Could you look into it? And he'd be like, yeah, well, I'll have my people look into it. <laughs> Imagine how much pressure that guy dealt with on a daily basis. On top of the fact that his wife was fucking nuts, to be so fucking gangster in your vision that you're like, no. What if every day you got a report and it was like fifty thousand people died because of low-dell delivery today? You're like, we're gonna, we have a purpose. Yeah. Imagine doing that for a decade. Uh, yeah. So what it, is a full send? What is a full fucking commitment? Most of most people who may ever hear this don't have that in them. Yeah. They just don't.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and yeah. So what is all in? I think it varies, but I think the guys who like the Elon Musks, the guys who you know, you you said something smart. You know these. You read trade magazines and people are. Like, I could build a company and sell it for two hundred million. You probably can't. Yep. because you're not willing to let go of. Would you sleep in a van for six years? Would you fucking not have a sexual partner for the next decade? Would you not? And I don't think most people would ever do that. So.
2: Yeah, I think it requires a <laughs> maniacal. That was a lot. to yeah, get it, a, it, a lot to digest there. But no, that was all. Uh, very great deep. knowledge. It was deep. But those and it's guys are heroes course. to
1: me. I mean, imagine, yeah. imagine like I get flustered when like shareholders get a little pissed off and I like, you know, I'm like, Oh, maybe we And,
2: and no one's dying. Yeah. No, I, I think it requires fluctuations
1: like. In the stock market, like how much of a pussy am I?
2: You know, I, I think a lot of that too is it's like anything. When you look back at those days with Lincoln, you reach a point of, and we've seen in our business with resilience that you build up where something hits you over and over again and it, transforms you here's the next mind fuck. when is it time to fold well that's what before we started recording that was what i brought up to you like when did you know it was time to move on from comedy when did you when was there a day you woke up and you had an aha jesus moment
1: yeah you know i probably i still haven't let go of it you know um
2: so is that something you might get back into
1: probably not not like performing um maybe like open mics but it, i don't know open mics are you know they're so depressing. It's they the are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do uh, you mean that? Did you used to kill it at that? Yeah. No. I mean, so like the misery. Of how, yeah. Happened. How did I know?
0: Um, uh, well, no, not how did you know? I'm sure you know. But like, what do you mean they were depressing No, not how did I know
1: I was killing it? How did I know to quit? Yeah. Because uh, that's always, always the biggest question. Yeah. No. I mean, I. I so like, um, how did I know to quit? Uh, so my last show was with T.J. Miller for two thousand people. Uh-huh. Uh
2: huh. The one where he just went off the deep end. Yeah,
1: it was fucking a shit show. I hope he hears this too. He won't. But I
0: hope he hears it. <laughs> <Fucking> <laughs> worst
1: thing I've ever seen.
0: We're gonna send him this clip. That'd be so awesome. Maybe, yeah. Well, yeah. Fuck yeah. you, TJ. Yeah. Fuck off. Miller. Um, I, I haven't seen that guy since uh, that fucking
1: show on HBO. Yeah. He got kicked off. Oh, he had a meltdown. He called in a bomb threat on the train in New yeah. York. He's a mess. Clearly, man. he's got yeah. some issues. Yeah. No, he yeah. does. Um. um Yeah. How do you know to quit? So I started late, you know, and then I came from making all this money. And unfortunately I have people in my family that rely on me for certain things. And uh, number one, that the lifestyle of comedy is super depressing and super sad, which is why a lot of comedians are dark, twisted motherfuckers. Like you ever hang out with comedians and a lot of like guys like Louis, Bill Burr, some of these guys are, they're dark and it's, it's dark because you, you'll do a show at Comedy Works for 300 people and Smash, and then the next night, you do a show at a biker bar in Cheyenne for a bunch of meth heads, which I've done, and someone tries to fight you. Nobody laughs, and yeah. then you're in a car by yourself, and you didn't make any money, by the way. Mm-hmm. No one paid you. You got a few beers out of it, if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. And then you... It's a lot like entrepreneurialism, you know? And then you drive up to Cheyenne, you know, over to Laramie, and you do another show for a bunch of retired people that someone booked for you, and it you don't get any laughs and you bomb for a half an hour and you still don't get paid. And then you get back in the, and then maybe you link up with another comedian in Denver and you do a few more shows and then you stay in shitty hotels and you're, you're always in shitty dive bars. And, and you know, a lot of those guys and girls are, are tough to be around the comics and creative people are really hard to spend time with. And, and so the lifestyle is super hard. It's super rough. You know, these guys, these guys travel all over the world country and make 20 grand a year and did you
2: know it was going to be like that when you got yeah. into it at all? So was that beyond eye opening?
1: No, I did the thing that like young cocky kids do, and I was like, I'll get into comedy and fucking kill it. By the time I'm thirty, I'll be a touring comedian, and I'll, you know, I'll write a film, and fucking Seth Rogen will call, and we'll be boys, and you know, um, I thought all that <laughs> stuff, and it, you know, and none of it happened. Uh-huh. Um, I know comedians who have had full blown TV shows for three years and still have a hard time booking gigs. It's a it's it's brutal industry. So to your harsh.
0: credit, I wouldn't say none of it happened. You got to the point where you had T.J. Miller come on your show. Yeah, no,
1: no, dude, we had a ton of success in that world. You know, like uh, had to read a couple of radio shows, wrote a film that got optioned. Um, no, and I remember even when you stopped, it wasn't like you had hit a wall with
2: success. It seemed like you were just it was ready for a change.
1: I think what I just I looked at the horizon and I was like, I don't know if I'm willing to put in. So how did I know I wanted to quit? I looked at the next ten years of my life. So I was roughly like 32 at the time, and I was uh-huh. like, I don't want to be 44. I don't want to put in the time at comedy and dive bars, you know, eating shit. Um, never feeling funny, by the way. You never feel funny at all. Like, there's nights you kill it, and you're like, I'm the shit. And then for the next two weeks, you're like, I'm not funny. That I was a fluke.
2: Uh-huh. That
1: it's plays like- on Larimer,
0: though. Every night, I feel like. Not every night, you did it once a week. Voodoo <laughs> comedy. Chris Miller. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, the Chris Miller. Track. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was fun. But Yeah, you have a lot of nights there where you eat shit. I think. I mean, again, you get it's like golf. You st- like, you know, you get good at golf, and you have one week where you're like, I'm, I can play on the tour, and then there's another month follow that where you're like, this is the worst fucking game. I don't even know why I do this. Yeah, other than to drink beer in the golf cart. Yeah, Because I'm terrible at this. No, it's actually a good comparison. I know yeah. you with that. Um,
2: so you were able to actually have the foresight where you looked ahead at 32 being like, oh, I'm looking at the next decade plus. And you actually were able to have the maturity to be like, this doesn't make sense for me anymore.
1: To a degree. Koyo started as a way to make passive income, which is another horseshit thing that internet gurus – Tell people. Thank you for bringing that. It by the way, shit. I'm
2: so sick of it's hearing the, about passive income because it's such, <laughs> It is, it is a load of. Let's
0: break down what this even means. Passive income. It, it's
2: nothing. It's literally a way to not make a living and pretend <laughs> that you're hustling without putting in the time necessary. When you really damn way,
1: folks used to teach it. Build a big yeah. enough business, you can. And I and I met guys who had fifty thousand dollars a month of incomes that, have been doing it for ten years, that. Didn't have an office. didn't work a lot. I was like, oh, that seems dope. I want that. Uh-huh. I want to live like a drug dealer. So we're talking about like the Tim Ferriss method here. Yeah, that's another guy. Like I read his book and it fucked my world up uh-huh. <laughs> because because yeah. I was too stupid to realize at the time I don't have Tim's skill set. Tim is a fucking gangster. That guy is so methodical. Oh, and it's crazy. So to, to do what he did. So what, how Koyo started is I was literally trying to copy Tim Ferriss. Because I'm that unoriginal, but uh, you know what?
2: On that point, everyone. When you think about Kobe Bryant, he copied Michael Jordan to a tape. You need to copy people before you. I
1: like read his thing, and I was I was into Noah, Noah uh, He has Absuvo. Uh, anyway, I was into his shit, and I was like, oh yeah, I could build the supplement the way I want it, and it came from a lot of health issues I had. And I was like, oh yeah, and I'll just throw it online, and I'll I'll make a couple of G's a month, and then I can still I can still do rip comedy and be creative and. You know, I always joke with Mike yeah. about being a drunk poet, and I could
2: Start a I could flex
1: my creativity and, and be a weirdo, and <laughs> and then it got too big, and then we needed more money, and then it and then it snowballed into. Now, granted, we're passionate about it, but it started as a way just to make what I thought would be passive income. So
2: you basically copied Tim Ferriss' method, Ferriss' method, and look at where you are today. That must have gone somewhere.
0: Wait, yeah. real quick. Tim Ferriss with 4-Hour week. are you saying he actually made supplements? Yeah. that's how to started. Oh, yeah. He I, had, I, yeah. Didn't, I didn't even know that. Yeah, that was
2: his first online business, the I, supplements. That
0: was like the big thing I was trying to figure out where I'm like, cool, like you had this income. Well,
2: that's what I brought up on our podcast, that what he did at first, he started a business and was making good money but
0: hated it. And the business was selling supplements. Yep. So that's where you were like, oh, I could sell supplements. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Get back to what you were saying then. I just need to clear that up. Yeah.
1: No. Yeah. It took a long time to figure out. And then like, you know, Tim made it in his book. If you reread it, it's like, no. And then I called, you know, I had some distributors nationwide and you're like, that's not a thing anymore. Like you don't just pick up distributors. Uh um, You know, and then he's like, you know, I, then I, and then I picked the one or two that were doing well and then I just took off. Yeah. Like I never figured that out. Yeah. Well, it's,
2: it's cool. It. That's also fascinating that you bring up the point that a lot of these books, I think people read books on entrepreneurs and they don't think about what their actual skill sets are, what their lanes are. And they'll be like, oh, let me just mirror this guy. And it's like, wait a minute. You're not good in front of people, though. How are you going to be public speaking? So I think that's a big disconnect these days is someone thinks they can read a book on Gary Vee. You know what it is? Tim you know what it
1: is? Like, I think you two have done a good job of always being authentic. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think, I think. Entrepreneurialism, comedy, music. If you if you look for the being a great chef, like a Michelin star chef, um, an entrepreneur, Gary's a good example. So I'll give you a few examples. What I think the reality is is that until you find your voice, you're never gonna really be good at what you do, and so really good at the top of your fucking game. So what do I mean by that? Like chefs will copy chefs and then struggle in the restaurant and then just try to copy, and instead of instead of being willing to let out who you really are and be comfortable with the consequences of whatever that is, you're going to suffer. So like I've seen guy, I've seen guys walk up to Gary and go, hey man, I'm just, you know, my content, whatever. And he like kind of browbeats him a little bit. And it's like, you you're, your content's never going to be like Gary Vayner. You're never going yeah. to <laughs> be that fucking guy. It's yeah. so fucking <laughs> annoying. Yeah. Maybe you're quiet and maybe you're in the golf and <laughs> your videos don't need to be so fucking spazzy and weird. With his venti coffee <laughs> and everything. Yeah, so no, fuck yeah. bro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> When people try to copy Gary bang, that yeah. guy, you're gonna fucking suffer. Right? Yeah, so, you are. Um, it's like
2: trying to follow a Kenyan marathon runner and be like, "Oh, I could keep pace
1: with four fifty miles." You know Kenyan what? The, make? the best comedians in the world, when you see them, and you're so attracted to that, like that bravado and like how comfortable it, it's because those guys have found their voice. They're in their
2: own skin, though. That's them. Yeah. They're being them. That's their <laughs> like, yeah.
1: jokes. That's their that's their humor. That you know, like
2: Zach Galifianakis is a perfect example. It's yeah. like that guy is being himself twenty four seven. And people are like, oh, I want to be like funny like him. It's like, dude, do you know what goes on in that dude's head? You don't want to be like him. Trust me. He's <laughs> <It seems laughs> depressed. Yeah, but that's where people lose themselves constantly. And you're right. I think we're all authentic like that. We know ourselves, and we're just genuine.
1: I'm, I'm still. I still struggle with it,
2: but Chris, like, you're you have the self awareness. But overall, <laughs> you're as authentic as it gets when it, like you're real with people. When you meet someone, no, you don't shut yeah. no, not
1: at all. I, I think I think you make a good point. Like when people read books, like I used to fall prey to it all the time. Like I'd read a book and i be like, "This is Bible." Like if I if I if I do this, then I will get the same result. And all
2: oh, meet you, you and me both. Early instead on, instead of reading it,
1: going, "Hey, maybe this doesn't work for my style." Or like who I am, or like I've had to I've had to face hard truths in life. Like I'm not, you know, I got organized because I'm the CEO of a public company. But like, there's just certain things. Like right now, like I know I couldn't be a good CFO. I just it's not my skill set. But that's have, important
2: to know that you're not a CFO because yeah, a lot like, of times that's a thing that people can't distinguish. Four years ago, i was like, I be
1: a CEO. I'll be a CFO. I, yeah, I, I'm right.
0: Right, Yeah. You're definitely right, though. These books, no one ever talks about that, like, what these people preach in these, I guess I'm going to call them self-help books or business books. (laughs) It's, like, not actually achievable for most people, and it almost makes you feel depressed because it's, like, who's getting up at 4.30 a.m.? Like, Jocko Willock doing fucking push-ups. dude. And then you get up at 8.30 and you see his Instagram, and you're like – Fuck am I? I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, and you're
1: not. It's just like that's not you're you're dead
2: on. And meanwhile, Jonko will can't
1: write. I'm not doing as many posts as Gary. I'm not, I'm not like Jonko can get up at four and I can't. And it makes you feel like a dirtbag. Definitely. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Yeah. I think that causes more uh, comparisons. That's the problem. My brother's depressed right now because I guarantee you every day he wakes up and he thinks, I'm not crushing articles every second and also crushing my practice. And also crushing being a dad. And then I see this guy and he's fucking got a book on it. And I, and it makes you even more neurotic. Tell him to just
2: look up at the stars. That's what literally whenever, and that's one, you can't really do that here, but I think that's something that gives me peace of mind. Whenever I'm thinking in that way at all, where I'm just like overwhelmed with the process. I'm like, why? This is not an actual problem in Uh, the scheme of things. Like, this is nothing for sure. And then I go back, I take a breath. It's like, okay, like that's cool. That helps me. Back in the day when I would think like that, it would be scary. I'm like, oh, I'm nothing. Now I almost look at that as tranquility.
1: We're all going to die and turn to ashes. Yeah.
2: So it's like, why the fuck am I getting worked up over some asshole restaurant owner? Like the other day, Bucetto's owner hitting me up, threatening to get off our site. I got so pissed and called him out on the phone. He ended up feeling like an idiot. But – at the end of the day, after the call, I'm like, "Why did that even get
1: to me? Like, yeah. who gives a shit?" You got? Do you suffer from? You seem like a pretty chill guy. Do you suffer from like anxieties like that? Like, I'm I not mean, it as hard as I should be. Or sometimes, yeah, for sure. What What do you think the anxiety comes from? Like, I what... think it comes from social
0: media. Because, like, if you took away these people that I didn't even know existed, like, a year and a half uh, yeah. ago, I just wouldn't even be thinking like that. Yeah. You know, and it comes from, like, people like Gary V, Jocko Willick, who, like, I I think have enough self-awareness, like, with us to, like, kind of make fun of it. But at the same time, you're still seeing it and you're still comparing it to your life. And those people rarely actually put shit up that's, like like, when do you
1: actually have a, a bad day? you yeah. your bad? When did you shit your pants and felt like shit, cried, and like you just didn't get out of bed? Well, that's
0: why Dan brought that
2: good point earlier when we were talking about trying to write an ebook. He's like, dude, we should write about the timing of getting hit hard by Uber and DoorDash, yeah. where most people are not bring, being transparent about anything.
0: It's like let's write an like, ebook instead of like, oh, here's how you market, whatever. Let's write an ebook about like, yo, we brought a couple people into this industry and watched them get a buyout when ours kind of never happened. That. And, what, oh yeah. That's
1: hard.
0: Man. Oh dude, our story, which we don't talk about that often. And I feel like part of the reason is we're like maybe a little embarrassed or afraid to like, Of but at the, at the end of the day, I'm starting to realize I've gotten past the point for a while. I was like, fuck, like my best friend who I got into this sold his site for like three and a half mil. When we just weren't able to do it, even though our sites were kind of bigger at the time. We We never had had an opportunity that we just had. Yeah, that definitely fucked me up. And they all got out. And it was like right before we kind of knew that these like big companies were going to come into our market hard. And like it was inevitable. We were like trying to sell, but we just couldn't. Yeah. And that's kind of like a unique, not even unique, fucking sucks. and happens to businesses all the time. Sure.
1: But it's like, that's like our real story. You know what I mean? I still suffer from shit like that. Like, like I can't watch ESPN. I just can't. I like I love sports and I love competition, and I don't know if it's where I'm at mentally or whatever. Because I've worked so hard the last five years. Like I'll see a guy get a contract for 150 million, and i will just be like, "What the fuck for? Mm-hmm. Why are you making so much money?" But I, yeah, I have I have like envy that way. Uh-huh. Full disclosure, I'll like see an athlete and be like, "Motherfucker!" Is
0: that because you like almost? made like you played college football right yeah I went to the
1: combine I you know oh you went to
0: that combine yeah I didn't know that yeah Damn. for what position middle linebacker wow and
1: uh, what was that experience like it's, it's crazy it's nuts but yeah. I was such a I was such a mess because I didn't have you know my dad was a mess and I didn't have like mentorship so I was I was already checked out uh-huh um, but no it's crazy it's crazy how we get so fanatical about like and you're right like what would have been the equivalent in college you know what I'm saying like Remember how f- carefree college was? You just went to class, and you're like, "I'm gonna crush life." And see, and I amazing. remember
2: being neurotic back then. I had the same, like, even at, like a midlife crisis freshman year in college, hitting my dad up, being like, "I don't know what the hell this is. I gotta switch something up." Yeah, yeah. That was me, literally at 18.
1: Where do you think your anxiety comes from?
2: Um, because it's not just winning. No, I, I think I'm always try. I like I love the idea of success, and I think lately we've been trying to. Figure out how to get back to winning. And for me, I'm wired. I hate losing. And I think I. Do you feel like
1: you guys are losing right now?
0: Yeah, we've had a rough, like, we've had a rough last three to four years. And we feel like lately, I feel like the way we feel is, or at least the way I feel, is the last six to eight months, we've been kind of what feels like turning the leaf in terms of like what we're doing. But now we're like, all right, let's like actually see the results pay off. You know what I mean? Right. For sure. Yeah, man, like our food delivery business took a major hit from Uber Eats, DoorDash, Grubhub. Yeah,
2: you know, and they don't care about making money,
0: which yeah. they still don't. It's
2: not a business. Yeah, so, it's, it's a brutal <laughs> – like, I don't issue. even know what these guys are planning on doing because they're not making money. So it's – You know, I
1: stress out every night about the amount of money we've raised and how we're doing it right. And, you know, we get questions all the time from people who are like – It's weird. I was talking about this with my team this morning. All uh, right. As we grow, you know, people are always like, "We're any more profitable?" It's like you clearly have no concept of oh my God. Of business in general. No. Uh, but to your point, yeah, these guys with deep pockets will spend a hundred million to make twenty to and, one day to one day maybe get to a hundred and then
0: own the market. Dude, yeah. Mike and I had to fucking and this is another thing like we never tell anyone, but we're just letting it all out on here. We had to. Uh, like a little over a year ago, we each had to dump a hundred grand of our own money that we had like put away from this business back in to even keep it afloat yeah. and it was like we're like big market guys stock market guys yeah. and it was like right also when like the December shit show was going yeah, on worst in the time ever so cost we like, us a fortune yeah we had to pull money out of the market because we had to put money into our business to even keep it afloat yeah. so when you ask like oh when do you know, like when is it time to quit we always talk about that because we're always like well we're not putting any more money in our business and who knows if that's actually true or not like we've come really close where it's like alright well well, what are we going to do? Are we going to just like close doors here? Yeah, yeah. We still have like a lot of revenues in our business, but our expenses are high as shit. Right. And you know it's a fucking, it's crazy. Yeah, no dude. And then
1: you do that thing where you lay in bed at night and you beat yourself up. Like, am I a fucking loser? Like, am I dumb? Well, my, my am whole am thing too, I, I, I always I, told Dan too. I don't, totally. I've never even liked the, the business
2: work. From day one. Like the day I started B-Town Menus in Indiana, I hated the industry. No I, shit. Oh, yeah. I've never had an inkling of interest <laughs> in it ever. Uh-huh. Like not even close. So when I think about uh-huh. what we've been able to do without me even being into this shit, that's where I'm passionate about what we're working on now where it's like even this podcast. I love broadcasting, yeah. writing a blog, like doing all these things, curating content, storylines. Yeah, that yeah. That I love. That's naturally what I'm into. So that's where I'm like, okay – how can we use these creative outlets to make money on it? Where Which is
1: what's appealing about Gary Vee, because we all want to be kind of like that in yeah. a
0: way, where it's like, can we help people? Can we get paid to be like, hey, you could do it? Yeah. And it's about winning a I mean. niche though.
2: Gary V has created that platform with content and has won in many different funnels, but the reality is you only have to win in one funnel.
1: Yeah, yeah. That,
2: and I think that's where people really screw up. You only have to
1: win once, bitch.
2: Yeah. yeah, that's and, true. And you know that—that's what I'm excited about now with all these unknowns and what we're doing now, trying to sell media kits and you know creating videos for people, helping them with email campaigns. Yeah. It we realized through our competition, traditional media was dead.
1: Yeah. Like
2: unless you have VC money, Google doesn't help you.
1: I would love to start a creative firm. That'd be yeah. dope.
2: We got to bring you on board, Chris.
1: That'd be sick.
2: You know. Yeah. It's because it's one of those things. It's cool. We're in that world where most people don't haven't experienced all these things. They haven't spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in a city on Google and
0: television. Yeah. yeah. You know?
1: Um, So how do you deal with the anxiety?
0: Smoke weed. Smoke weed.
1: A, a, the same a,
2: a little uh, yeah a lot for me is intense workouts like I smoke weed but I, I do I, that too yeah you're my my workouts. release though is definitely reading meditating and like really intense workouts like I put myself to that brink of injury yeah,
1: yeah. where I
2: need my shirt being drenched and then changing shirts and getting it drenched <laughs>
1: then, so, you get, then you get hurt and then you're more so anxious because now you're hurt I, you know man <laughs> but yeah that's <laughs>
2: definitely a good outlet though I think exercise is so important and you i I really
1: with UFC guys again. <laughs> Really? That's oh, yeah, awesome. you were yeah. telling me. You're never more alive than when someone's about to punch you in the mouth. Well, that jujitsu fight finally yeah. went to
2: was awesome. Yeah.
1: Uh, when uh, you
2: train
0: with them, do they actually, like, punch you in the mouth? Yeah, sucks.
2: That's good, though. It's You need that shit. I don't have
0: the balls to do that. Like, I uh, want to in my mind. I just don't want to get hit it. in the face. Like, the first time I get in the face, I'd either be like, oh, okay, I could do this, or I'd fold, like, a little pussy and be like, I'm that out should be here. a
1: YouTube channel we create. It's each week, one of us has – the other two get to pick. Who gets
2: punched in the face? No
1: what that other person's worst thing to do would be. And then you have to do it while we film it. And you, we set it all up. Right. Worse as yeah.
2: in what? Like fears it could or be
1: anything? Like it's not a fear factory, but like training with the UFC guys. So we sat down out for a week. We filmed this whole process of the week of like, Ooh. gearing up for the sparring match with this guy in the UFC. I, and I love where your head's at. Yeah. Cool. Like, that, is that is a really cool. Be like, yeah. you know, if you're conquering. public speaking or comedy, or you're afraid to talk to girls or you're afraid to. It's so almost
2: like conquering. Where the yeah. whole thing would be conquering a field. Yeah,
1: there's 300 shows right there. It's Interesting. Cool. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A really hey, cool idea. It'd be fun to go through it too, right? Because like, as long as I don't have to do the UFC one, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what you have to do. Yeah, like, we got to come up <laughs> with another one for him. I, I love
2: that concept. That's I'm cool. like
1: I got butterflies. Do you I just imagine that right now? Do you guys? Do you guys? Do you guys find yourself like partying more when you're anxious? No. Not at all. The opposite. Party much at all. I don't.
2: I don't reward myself unless I'm winning. I, I actually do the exact opposite. I don't like getting in that. You like that
1: Catholic who like whips himself with like
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just don't be I'm very hard on myself like, sorry, <laughs> no.
0: like I don't yeah. like being I'm so not you in yourself yeah.
1: in the knuckles right <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, No. the thing for me that actually drives the, like alright so anxiety is really like anticipating the unknown right so it's anticipating like not the unknown but something well yeah ahead. the unknown yeah the unknown yeah. like anticipating what lies ahead so for me I randomly sit back and I go back and forth because sometimes, you know, I've been doing this business since I was eighteen. So in one way it's like all I know and there's that fear factor where it's like, oh man, if this failed, like could I do anything? Like would I have any source of making money? Which by the way,
1: whoever hears or sees, I think that's a normal I don't care how fucking alpha you are Mm -hmm. or pretend to be, that is a very cathartic, healthy thing to say. Thank you. No, it is, bro. Like we all, we all have that fear and I think we all are trying to push it down. Like, no, fuck that. And it's true. Like, yeah, that's a really positive.
0: And I mean, no, I mean, I appreciate you saying that. And to even add to that, like what I randomly remind myself is two things. One, like, okay, you could do other things. It's not like if this went away tomorrow you're like a fucking moron and you are going to be homeless, you know? But then it's also that like setting the ego aside, where it's like, okay, I've like run a business for the last 14, 15 years and that's awesome. And I've had that image and I'm that guy who's been able to do that and accomplish that. And like, obviously who wants that to go away and kind of like putting that aside and knowing like at the end of the day, whatever happens in life, like, you're going to be able to figure it out. And no one else gives a shit. That's no one idiot. else gives a shit yeah, at that's all. That's the real and you're gonna yeah. Be able to Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, if I ended up being a freaking bartender at a bar for the rest of my life, no like, no one's right. going to be like, oh, man. I mean, a couple people might behind my back be like, can't believe that. But, like, who gives a shit? Yeah. And that's where it's like, that's what ultimately calms my anxiety is, like, what are we really freaking out about? Like, we have we have a little bit of money away. We're not going to like starve ourselves and you know, like it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. And our business isn't like about to fail. I mean, maybe it is, I don't know, but it's still, it's not going to fail. Yeah. You know, it's so, still so Nike yeah. thought
1: Nike was going to go bankrupt every month for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Every fuck. So I feel
0: good. I yeah. mean, dude, that's how I feel. Like that's you literally, know, that's we're living I, in that right dude, now. Dude,
1: that's one of the reasons why I read books. Like I, I read books the last like five I've read are about these CEOs. and like, you realize that all, every all of us are making the same mistakes. We're all retarded. We all have the same anxieties. We all have the same fears. We all have the same self-loathing, and and all them it's, and it's all the same. Like from George yeah. Washington to Abe Lincoln to, to humans to are to humans. Phil Knight. Phil Knight literally thought every month we're done. It's over. Even when they were bigger. Like I remember that story when he was like, we had to take money out of the factory account. So they finally built a factory in Boston near Boston somewhere to pay off this big loan payment. And he was like, "Well, then we'll just bounce it back, and then we'll, everyone's paychecks bounced. The Fucking FBI showed up. They're like, you're money laundering. What are you doing? It's illegal." <laughs> this is and this is like twenty years into Nike, like right? when there people know who fucking. Yeah, Nike I
2: remember is. hearing about that. Talks
1: about that in Shoe Dog a little, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I read that book three times because it, like worst story. moments. I'm like, oh, okay. It takes a second. It's not going to happen overnight. You're gonna get tested. You're not a retard.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It takes constant validation for me.
0: Do you read a shitload? A ton. Dude, you should like be on our podcast regularly. Let's
1: do it. Like yeah. each
0: week, we literally review a book. Every week's a new oh, book. Nice.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah. You probably already read a lot of them. I'm reading the trillion dollar coach right now, which is fascinating. It's good one. Yeah. Uh, That's a great uh, is
2: that Eric Schmidt? Or is that uh Yeah, it was Eric Schmidt and yeah, other
1: guys? That was that Google guy I told you about. That I they find myself on, that exact for do. management.
2: Nice. With Larry like Page and Sergey. Yeah.
1: When I'm really anxious, you do destructive shit. No, I feel like I like my my. You know, I, I don't smoke weed, so there's a part of me that like sometimes gets like um, I like all over obsessed about like sex or like, and you know, I'll I'll try to smash as much as I can, mm-hmm. even though I know it's it's empty, it's mm-hmm. total void. Um, it's
2: like that. You need that instant gratification. It's almost like you're building something that takes a long time, but then your vice
0: is okay. instant gratification. And it's a win. Yeah. There's yeah. no doubt. Like I've, when um, single and, and also awesome. just in the mode of like grinding, trying to figure things out with the business, you'll randomly go like three months without even thinking about women. And yep. then, yeah, you'll like obsess yes. for a few days Obsessed. where it's like, you can't even, it's yeah, all you'll yeah, figure yeah. out. Yeah. friggin', you like jerk off eight times. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's yeah. like, it's what, what am I doing with my life right now? Yeah. That's when I feel like a
1: loser. The win <laughs> culture is pretty gnarly, right?
0: It is. It sucks.
2: It's America. Yeah. That's that's really what that is when you think about it. Where like when I went to Sweden, I remember seeing my old pair, Helena, like she came to meet me, just left her office, like, Oh yeah, we do fika breaks every two hours here where everyone just that's has to stop working and go have tea or coffee. And amazing. I'm just like, Wow, that's incredible. Except yeah, I yeah. yeah. love that. Yeah. And she's like at yeah, my
1: core at my core, like I'm, I'm that guy just like you guys are I'll fucking work anyone. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I'm also the guy that like – See if my phone's still Like gone. I only have two gears, right? It's like, uh-huh. it's like all in or I'm, all a, out. I'm a bum.
2: Dude, me and you both. To but it but I
1: love that. I love like if you travel Italy and those countries, those guys just are so good at life.
2: Yeah. Living. Not uh, doing. Just being. Yeah. That's the difference. America's doing. Everywhere else is being. What are
1: you really going to get done in that extra hour? That, that you would have been just staring at your inbox. Yeah. Like what, what – Why not have a two-hour lunch?
0: I'm honestly pretty good about that type of shit. It's probably why I'm not worth $100 million. And it's phases, though. You know, you'll go through stretches where you don't do that. You'll also go through stretches where you'll, like, work at night. Yeah. But, you know, there's nothing better than – I mean, you know I love golf at, like, that sunset hour, just being out there and chilling and, like, enjoying life and being like, this is really what it's all about. And being able to actually have the means to do this for a few hours a day and, like, go to bed feeling – I don't know. Accomplish, yeah. I had that yeah. you know that combo with my mom, she is, it's weird. Careful, going to hear this? Well, man, no, <laughs> maybe oh, yeah.
2: she, she, she might hear She'll it. tell us she heard it.
1: Yeah. Right. Be like, oh, yeah, mom, what, what part did you get
2: the most yeah. out of? What, yeah, exactly. Tell
1: me what minute you really right? sparked. That was like today, <laughs> she kept <laughs>
2: interrupting me on the phone. I'm like, mom, you're not even listening. She's like, oh, nice, great, Mike, great, Mike. I wasn't even finishing a sentence. It was unbelievable. Well, she's, like, she's, like, oh, it's bad. she's in St. Louis on work. She called to check in, and she's like, what's going on? And I started talking, she's like, oh, that's great, honey. I'm like. Mom, I yeah, started I'm speaking. I ordered a hooker.
0: Yeah, Oh, that's uh, great. Yeah. I said
2: something like yeah. that to that extent to see if she arrow was arrow listening. She's like, oh, awesome. It's like, so you're not paying any attention. Cool. But she yeah. was
0: basically, we that's were why kind I of. Mom. Yeah, yeah. We were going back and forth about, like, it stemmed from the word happy. And she was like, "That's a that's a term for little kids." And I don't. She basically said, "Like I don't believe in happy." She's like, "I believe in fulfillment," which so, is utter bullshit. Because all she talked about was happiness until
2: I called her out on that like six months ago.
0: So basically, <laughs> it stemmed from because she was like, "Dan, like I don't understand how you could go and play around a round of golf with your friends and like." feel good about it after the day is over. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, it's great. I'm hanging out with people who I enjoy being around building relationships and it feels good. And I'm like kind of doing something that's competitive. And those are like all the things in life that are cool to me is having something to compete over being around people. I like, like life's all about relationships. And that's where she kind of went into the whole, like, Oh, you know, I I choose to feel that way by like doing things that I think are fulfilling. And then it's like, well, what are these things? And are they things that actually make you feel good? Or are you just doing them because society tells you that that's, what's going to make you, you know, that's what you're supposed to do.
2: Which I think a lot of people are the products of that system. My mom being one of them, where they've been in conventional like life. And that's the advantage of entrepreneurship. You have to think for yourself a lot of the time. And sometimes when you're in that regimented cycle, that we grew up with in the education system at assembly line, the bell, the bell, the bell. It's that, oh, society tells me I should be doing this this week You're and sure it'll that. give me fulfillment. That's mom.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, dude, it's, it's uh, Gina and I have been t- on this concept of labels late, lately, like. Like what is a label? No, like just any label, right? Like, um, like when, did, when did being gay become bad? When did it become bad? Or it's become a weird good. Label? No, either one. When it's an it, interesting when, question. When did it become socially awkward at some? Because it was at some point. There, I it, guess it when, when it became known, mulch. like as a thing. When did, when was it known? I don't know. Alexander used to hook up with dudes. And he was the greatest alpha male on the planet, and he hooked social up with dudes all the time. No, way before social was, media. I think it was when the Christian Church. Early on, labeled it as bad.
2: Oh, like we were talking about the sexist taboo thing yeah. the other night.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, like sex is still such a weird like, taboo in this country, which is weird to me.
2: Those like the relationships you were talking about, where people, yeah, open relationships, yeah. yeah,
1: like what, like why is that weird? Why is why is it so? Like to your point of like happiness and and the way we think, uh-huh. winning is this weird label. Now, great, granted, you can have a foot race and go, "Hey, I beat you." Uh huh. That's what I was getting to earlier of like progression. Like, is there a difference between? progressing in life and understanding progression versus like, I have to win every single second. Well, that's not progressive right there
2: with that train of thought. I think the, progressing, progressing? the latter part of that, I think progressing is you being able to distinguish a time and a place for having to win there and not.
1: Where yeah, how do you gauge it? Cause that's where some of my, I think it's my worst mental tendencies come from is when I'm like, I'm not absolutely smashing every single second of my fucking day. It's like, yeah, that's where the psychosis for me is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who cares if you're like, I think it's a velocity versus speed thing where who cares if the business is down. Yeah. Should you correct it? Should you, or should, yeah. Should you let yourself go completely and be a, 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 you know, the worst person? No. But like, why do we suffer so hard in the valley? Especially when the whole
2: like that legacy concept that some people are always caught up in. It's like, who gives a shit really about that? That's something I've never grasped where someone wants to leave a legacy behind. It's like, you have no clue what the hell's going on anymore. Like, oh, why see, is kids it? It's
1: going to be drug addicts. Yeah. I've like, never
2: understand when someone tells me they, they want to build a legacy. It's like, no, you don't, man. Like, hey, I God, find that What does
1: that mean?
2: Exactly. I've never understood that. It's like, what is a legacy? Like, what's the, what does that amount to? Yeah. So I, I think that's that pressure that's not real.
0: I think yeah. it stems from really just having like a deep care about what other people think about you, which is what most people suffer from. That's constantly wondering, like, what is so-and-so who you don't really even give a shit about, but, like, whatever, for whatever reason you do. There's always those few people you could think about in your life where, like, deep down, whether you want to admit it or not, oh, right. you think about, like, what are these people, what are they thinking right now? And like, if you could really say, you know what, fuck those people, which is tough, then like, whatever. But you can't, and that's where it all stems from. Is like you're trying to always impress a few people. <clears throat> See, I have to admit, I do not, I do not give a fuck about what
2: anyone thinks of me ever. Yes, that's you. what. No, I really
0: don't. Yes. No, I find and, that hard to believe. You I, make I don't. Comments that suggest otherwise. all no, the time. No, man, I
2: don't. What I, my biggest fear is Sorry not. I'm I'm, because I'm beyond agitated. No, man. To be honest with you, why are you agitated? Because what I'm getting at is, (laughs) I wake up and when I'm not doing what I should be doing, it's where I'm beyond frustrated. Where I feel like looking back at our business, even I almost feel as though, like when you look back, oh, would you have? When people are like, would you have gone a different road if you had this choice? And I'd be like, yeah, you know, I would have. And I I think that's where I get annoyed at myself when I think, you know what, if I had to do this all over again. I would have probably gotten the broadcaster out,
0: but that's definitely like, like that's going to eat you alive if you don't Well no, that's why that's part of why I'm moving. I'm going to Yeah, like, but you also like that's almost like a separate thing you got to deal with where if you look at the last 14 years of your life as oh I should have done Well no, it's not that I should
2: have done. It's now going forward I'm done sacrificing for the collective. When yeah. I it's basically an analogy and I don't want to sound like an asshole or arrogant here, but I'm just saying this, you have a comparison to the Yankees dynasty versus Tiger Woods. And to be honest with you, growing up, I thought of myself as a Tiger Woods, as okay. a Michael Jordan, with I will be the best in this, and I know I will be. And then when you shift gears and, you know, build up a team, you do things, you have to have agendas around a lot of different people. A lot of the times things don't pan out the way you personally plan them to. That changes the landscape. And I, I think that's, yeah, that's been... what you're saying. You're
1: talking yeah. about... You're talking about- I had the same conversation with Gina the other day. Um, you're talking about, uh, sorry, I had to turn that down. I was making yeah. weird noises. Um, you talked about, um, so you're kind of saying, it's not that I would have, I'm beating myself up, up over 14 years. You're saying you've made, you've made choices that took part of your, that you knew probably looking back, I probably shouldn't have made that choice to give up this part of myself to do X. Is that sort of what you're like? I told Gina the other day, I was like, I'm not fucking sacrificing anymore or giving up the things that I love for X. Meaning like I'm not going to spend that extra six hours in the office when I could go shred because mm-hmm. I think someone wants to have a meeting on Saturday about a distribution deal. Like, I'm not going to fucking do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, or I'm not going to not do content because I think people are, or is that kind of what you're getting at?
0: To an extent, yeah. I think more so what he's getting at is, I I think he's like very specifically talking about that he wishes he went into broadcasting journalism with sports, which is like a very individual thing where your entire your entire roadmap is based on everything you think and do, and you just kind of there's no like resentment
2: about what other people are not doing or what you think they should when it's not them, you know, the whole vibe of. Even like the, when we were going over the podcast with different personalities on our podcast and me, you know, when we were having that side conversation about just seeing something, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is not right. And that train of thought, when I thought back, I'm like, yeah, what's not right. The reality is I'm not wired to be in that type of environment. That's why.
1: So you're not a team player.
2: No, I've been a team player. I think. I think I <laughs> forced it. Though. I, I think I am. I'm, I, I am a team player,
0: but not really. I don't want to be. You're saying. Like, I mean, you basically just said that you've chosen to be a team player, but had you gone back and done it over again, I wouldn't have been. You wouldn't have been. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I,
2: mean, I think my
0: biggest strength is actually not being that, and
2: it's kind of you know I don't look at it as on
1: something too that I think star players have a tough time with, which is like. If I am being honest, I should be the star producer. I am, you know, there is not a lot of people better than me at creating volume or opportunity, right? Uh-huh. I am not the best coach, and it's like it's a, that's why I am reading the trillion dollar coach because I am trying to learn how to get the most out of other people instead of just myself.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um, you and I have very similar personalities, where it's like if someone doesn't know what to do and they're not doing it your fucking level, and you are like. And then you hate them. You're like, fuck <laughs> yeah. me, fuck. Like, why yeah. are you fucking grinding like me? Why don't you think like me? Mm-hmm. Why don't you fucking eat like me? You're a fucking douchebag. You're dead on. No, <laughs> no that's, no, you're, off, you're, you're spot on. That you yeah. spiral out of control instead of, you know, you know, instead of, and that's just some, some people have that skill set and some people don't. I think some people develop that skill set better than others. Uh, or you even kind of grew up with that fucking skill set. Um, but it's hard to learn. It, it is hard to learn to be a true collaborator, right? Like a, like a true team person it really is tough especially if yeah, you you think like you know an alpha who's I'm going to go crush this on my own and I don't need anybody and
0: yeah. Um, and I mean I hold on, just you just touched on it. Training people is fucking hard. Brutal. Oh, brutal. It's so hard. <laughs> I mean, not even just training, but then like managing and dealing with just that whole end of it. The repetition it's... is what kills me with that is when you have to keep
2: reiterating things where you feel like you're on a total world. And I, don't get me wrong, management is not my strength at all. I've worked hard on trying to be good at it. And even then I'm it's like all your
1: high school football teams, yeah. you're like, what the fuck? Do I have to say to you to get you to block just just block like this? Yeah, yeah. That's why football players run drills a thousand times. Uh huh. Like, just yeah. Like yeah. when we used to teach sales guys, it was oh uh, we would sit here in a room and go Dan, sell me this mic. Sell it to me. I remember Chris did this with me. Yeah, yeah. And then I'd be like, and then I'd be like, no, I gotta you talk remember to my wife. I did wife. the whole money thing. I could actually probably sell you this mic, I think. Yeah, I yeah. gotta talk to my wife, and then and then we would role play, and we would do it every day. Every single day mm-hmm. and it got annoying, but you get so good at, but you're right. When you're building an organization, it's really hard to graft people in because you have so many other projects you're working on. And then guys like us are also, damn may not be, I think you might be, it's hard to let go of certain tasks because you're like, you're not going to do it as well as I am. No, I would do it. For sure. Yeah. Oh, and I'm, also, terrible like, with have, <laughs> I'm terrible when you I'm terrible at that. I always feel that
2: way where I'm just like – want to do everything. I want to do it all. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Even like little Before things Anthony that are like on, $8 remember? an hour type things. Anthony was the first person that like allowed me to ever stop doing things. But then like it almost got out of control. I was like, yeah, you do everything. And then I like took a lot. Then like we found the happy medium. But the thing is when you have like a mindset of just wanting to be an entrepreneur, you're not thinking about – managing. You're thinking about just figuring it out. You're just thinking about what's next. You're always thinking about what's next. What's shiny around the corner. It's even like entrepreneurs are tough. It's tough to even stay on task where like you start with something and it's like, Oh, this is cool. But like, Oh, there's something new that's right around the corner. I want to see what that is. And you're ever curious.
2: It's like entrepreneurs are always wanting to learn. I think that's part of it where you're just fascinated by something. And it's like, Oh, like when we're always talking about what angle to take with a podcast or an ebook. And yeah. then we go off into another rabbit hole that's yeah. its own business. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a
0: blessing and a curse, right? Yeah. But it makes it like, impossible to like manage people because when you really think about what you're thinking about, you're thinking about what you're thinking about. You're not like, Oh, is is Jen like, does she have what she needs? Has she like heard from me lately? Have we kind of like dove into what she's doing? Right, right. You know, that just goes out the window and it's like, oh like She's probably like me, so she's probably like just pumped to not be bothered and doing her own thing. When in reality, people really want bosses. They want direction. Like in a big, big way. And we're
2: seeing that even with this new – we're starting to roll out content packages to start selling.
0: the same thing. thing. The older I get it, the more I realize, man. Like when I was a little kid, I used to remember going into school and all I cared about was like, is my teacher nice? And when I think back, like the teachers I think about – or not the ones that were necessarily nice or the ones that had an impact, but it was always about like, Oh, am I being nice? Or are the employees going to like me? Am I going to be a cool boss? When it's like, they don't even want that. Like when you go and work for someone, you know, like you're working for someone, you want someone who's going to be like a boss and tell you yeah, what to do, yeah, yeah. where then you have those moments where they're like, Oh, you did that well. And they're like, Oh man, that's awesome. Like, yeah. I want to hear that again and mm-hmm. again.
1: and wow. yeah. I think that's part of our culture. You know, something that I even dealt with for a long time, like, I think I've gotten past it now. Um, I think when you manage people long enough, you just develop a callus, and you like you start to learn that like I don't care anymore how you feel. We have a job to execute, right? For sure. Um, I think that's part of the culture we live in too. Is this like Zappos, you know, delivering the, happiness. You know, yeah. Well, no, like it's a company, but like then you hear these like then then entrepreneurs see Google plex and they're like, but that's you know they're a, you know a hundred billion dollar market cap company with. Management experts who are – you know what, I'm what I'm saying is like you look at like these cool work environments. Like, oh, I want to just create a cool working environment. It's like no cool working environment ever got anything major done. And when you're seeing those guys at that level – It's
2: past the point.
1: It's past that yeah, point. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Anthony always jokes around about that. He's like our CTO
0: guy. He's always like, dude – like people at Google, if you actually go and use their climbing gym, like you're getting fired. Like all those cool things that on the outside yeah, look yeah, like they're yeah. this fun
1: company, like you're not, no, no <laughs> one's using it.
0: That's yeah. Funny.
1: You're getting fired. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, what do you guys want to do with this podcast? Like, what's the goal? Well,
2: I think that's what Dan and I were pumped about. We're falling in love with the process, which I think is cool about this. Yeah. We're not in this to make money. And I think yeah. that's why it's going to work. I think part of our, the last few years, we've been in this mode of like, oh, we need to make money. We need to make money. The content media package is sure. It's a revenue builder. We're going to start selling social media management packages, but this is just a way, man, for us to have fun, meet like-minded people and build more connections. We figure why not use a podcast as a platform? And I love broadcasting. So catering to your passion makes it fun. Yeah. Yeah. How are you going to balance it with work? Well we have a podcast going on once a week so we film we do this every Monday night at 7 pm. I know to, today has been different but
0: to add to that though we when it comes to the business like a lot of the clockwork type things are things that are streamlined at this point that Mike and I haven't been doing for a while So when we look at what our responsibilities are for the business it really boils down to like okay how are we gonna drive more sales how are we gonna get more customers and that's where a lot of this stems Was like a few months ago, I think we just realized that we needed to be focusing on things that would allow us to enjoy the process again, where for a while we were having a tough time, really like fully transitioning to our new way of like trying to market. And part of this was really for us to be like, all right, you know what? We thought we were gonna get acquired. It's not fucking happening. Mm-hmm. We gotta get our our mentality back into this business. How are we gonna do that? Where we're not burnt out. Like, what are we gonna do that's new? And he started doing restaurant reviews at our restaurants. We started yeah. like, turning them into Instagram ads and things like that. And right now, I like at least it started as a way for us to literally like have fun and feel refreshed about our business. And now I think we're looking at it like this is fucking awesome. Maybe yeah, if it yeah. could turn into something great. But. You said
1: something cool though that I think if people could figure out, which is hard to figure out. It's like, how do I make the process somewhat not it doesn't have to be fun, but is it? Can I? Can you mix something in that gives you juice? Right? That
2: makes like, it less mundane. You know that that's the big thing I think for us. I had we've been last
1: week on a two weeks ago. Sorry, on a podcast, he cool. was like, "But don't you love what you do?" And I was like, "No, I don't fucking love yeah. it. I don't love." yelling at all my employees and and having to be everyone at the dick to everybody. I don't love doing our financials every quarter. I don't love, you know, fighting with distributors. I don't love, you know, do I love when we go to things like LA and we're with all these celebrities and athletes and we get to party and there's a villa and it's Koyo's house. Yeah, that's dope. That's like the part that's like, that's like the icing on the, you know, like that's the, we work hard to get to those moments. Uh Yeah. Most of it, I can't stand. Right. Like, yeah, um, I think like the, when you really think about what you enjoy when it comes
0: to running a business, you enjoy the little moments of success and victories that happen. So I would imagine for you, like if you secure or you already did, but when you get that Whole Foods contract, like yeah. when that happens, that's a moment of damn, this is fucking sick.
1: This is dope. Or yeah. walk into a place, you know, like a Walmart or GNC or Whole Foods and see your stuff. Yeah, there's so much. That wears off. It's like the new car effect, right? It's like you get that tight whip, and you're like, "Okay, this is not that cool. I'm gonna take care of this fucking thing." <laughs> yeah. Time it breaks, it costs me two G's. This yeah. is stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you mean you said something smart though? Like, how do people do that? How do how do you, you know, how do you build something in that you love that 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 also doesn't start to distract you from, you know, your you know, you said it well. The responsibilities. Like, how do you find it? I
2: think for us, it's almost an interesting situation since we stopped spending money on literally shortcut traditional media, TV, Google. We used to do all that. We yanked it. So for Dan and I, we were like, okay, this process, we need to figure out a way to get impressions out there. And through these channels, it's fun. Yeah. So the idea of going to a restaurant, doing a review, doing a podcast, you know, stuff like that is it's engaging. It creates a platform for love or hate gets us in the conversation. yeah. So I think that's been cool, really. Because, yeah. you know, back in the day too, there's something to be said when you're relying on those mediums where it's almost like you get complacent, where it's like, oh, well, we're on television and Google, so I don't need to write this blog today. Yeah. But now it's all on us for everything. So it's not like there's any impression going out there unless it's coming stemming from us, which I think is what entrepreneurship's all about. Yeah, yeah. So that's what's cool. The creation itself is what I love. Like I was telling Dan, what I'm, what I'm passionate about this whole project we're working on now is the curation of content, not the sales of trying to convince someone to give us money. Yeah, yeah. It's, we have a salesman that's great at that. I love the process of, okay, let's do an assessment here and create a playbook that's going to actually create value. Just like with your customers, makes them feel better. Yeah. You love that part of the business because you you're impacting the world yeah. one drink at a time. Yeah, so I think there's something to be said too with even having a podcast like this, where someone hears this and they hear something you or Dan or me said today, yeah. and it changes their whole world around. Yeah, so that's cool.
1: I think some of the stuff we share that's more sensitive is going to help some people, like what you said, the fears, and uh, I love that stuff. I love when people yeah. are open about. I think the manliest thing you can do is admit your fears, but I, I like some. you said, I think I think happiness or whatever label you want to slap on it. Like one of the things that I found. It was why I'm interested in your point, Dan, and like how to engineer it even for my own self. Cause I get, I get obsessive like, mm-hmm. and it's that weird winning thing again. It's like, yeah, like, like I have $50,000 worth of studio equipment. Some sick shit. You got. Yeah. And <laughs> it's it. like, because I've started a podcast once so I was like, it has to sound the best. And I would sit and listen to other people's. And I was like, how does he get that? How does he get his voice to sound like that? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I would obsess and then it be, it overtook my life. So, but to your point, like I think happiness, like I started realizing or whatever made me feel good. So like I ride my one wheel to work most mornings because that 15 minutes on my one wheel, it feels like I'm snowboarding. I love it. I'm outside. It makes me smile. Awesome. Um, I could probably do a podcast every Monday at lunch if I really uh-huh. wanted to. Um, I think, I think if anyone hears this who's struggling with like overworking as an entrepreneur, it doesn't have, to, cause I think entrepreneurs think I have to go to Mexico for a month to be happy or I have to do these like big things <laughs> I think it's just the little shit. Like, can you ride your skateboard to work? And if maybe if you drive, can you, can you, I don't know, can you build little things in, in the day that make you love the process? For sure. I think that's the secret. And I think, I think it's really different for everybody and hard to find. And you got to experiment a ton. But for me, that's been the happiest part.
2: Like, uh, Yeah. I think you're spot on. You know what I'm that's saying? enlightening. Yeah. And I think with that, I've noticed over the years where you make note of things you just enjoy doing like working out, like I love drinking coffee and reading the Wall Street Journal in the morning. Yeah. Where I make it a routine to meditate, to work out, to do that, where I'm like, oh well, these are things I enjoy that are easy to implement into a process with the business. Right. So I, I think that's a big part of it too, is that balance where Dan with golf, you with the snowboarding. Yeah. You know, me with writing. Yeah. Where you just find
1: your outlet and you go into it and you're in that flow state. But so what I'm getting yeah. at though is like how do you even if you can't get to golf how do you make the day enjoyable? Even when, even if you have a shit busy day, like, you know, for me, like taking a walk during lunch instead of being on my phone. Or like, oh, I love doing that. Yeah. Walk uh, around 10,
2: 15 minutes. Yeah. Just
1: get the blood flowing. I think we've gotten to a point in the society, though, where people are even anxious about that. Like, I can't go fucking walk for 30 minutes without my shit. Like,
2: I see, know, I, like yeah. That. And that's the advantage of us, though, all doing our own things. I think we've been able to, over the years, just implement that as part of our routines. Where we're good at being able to, oh, we want to walk outside, go golf, whatever it is. Yeah, is. Can't say that about a lot of our friends that are in different types of day-to-days mm-hmm. where they
0: almost force themselves to just stay there. My favorite part of the day, yeah. and I don't do it every day, but like I try to do it a lot, and I'll have to figure this out in Charleston. But Colorado Athletic Club, I live right down the street from it. The whole sauna, hot tub, steam room thing, oh, I'll go you there for like there. two hours a night no phone and fucking just like, it's my time <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. love it. It's awesome. It's chilling the hot tub naked with a bunch of dudes. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, Chris said it best too.
2: Like I remember when we were chilling last time, you're like, dude, you ever just like spend an hour like in quiet walking around without music or, yeah, yeah. you know, I think that's important. That it's whole fun. hour of the day where you're not having any of these things. Like we grew up without phones. Think about it. Like all of us up until we were like 14, 15, you 20, when you really think about it, there was no internet, phones. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. peace and quiet. It's wild hour. to think back then, like it the t- manhunt yeah. days. And We were happier. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, it was a much smaller world.
0: We had way less distractions. I and definitely have an issue with like the second I wake up until the second I go to bed, my TV oh. is fucking on. Oh TV, and it's like it's just on. And yeah, it's like it's weird if it's not. It'll shut off after four hours. Yeah. And like, I'm like, what the fuck's I'm going on? See, that's one thing. <laughs> yeah. The
2: first 90 minutes of my day, I'm always just, it's the same clockwork routine with the reading, the workout, no, no anything.
1: Yeah. I mean, but I, I don't you know have the that. Phone. You're that disciplined about yeah. it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you to really?
2: a t- Yeah. Every morning, dude. Like for years, I've been like that. I shower. I'll get a coffee, read for an hour, go you to the gym. never look
1: like you shower.
2: That's <laughs> I Dude, I shower. I'm like a germ. Most freak. of the
1: time, you look like shit. <laughs> going awesome. You
2: and me, both. <laughs> that's. I guess that's that battle. Well, you know, being bootstrapped in the trenches. The morning I you shower.
1: Did you hear that bottom. plug? Did you hear? He just he brought it full circle.
2: You like that? <laughs> he said bootstrapped in
1: the <laughs> trenches. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's classic. <laughs> yeah.
2: Dude, this has been dope. We got to get you on regularly, Chris, if you're down. Let's party, man. Are you going to come to New York and crash? Like, are we going to get you out there for no, a bit? No, I've
1: seen your apartment. And... <laughs> <laughs> no, you actually, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> when you guys lived in Rhino at Ballpark. Oh, a that place was a shit in, hole. Was like, that was rough. Are you guys hoarders? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck's going I on? I should have just worked for UPS. I was expecting you guys to be like... I don't mean this racially, but kind of, <laughs> I was expecting you because you're both like put together, like in shape. I was like, these Jew kids are going to be so organized and I was like, <laughs> like in its place. Uh-huh. And I walked in and it looked like a fucking crack dad. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I like to blame yeah. Corey.
2: Uh, <laughs> even though that was definitely me. Even,
1: not I, told Gina about, yep. I told Gina about you because she was like, would you crash them? And I was like. I don't, first of all, I hate sleeping at people's houses. Me too. I to too. Well, dude, I'm
2: talking about getting a, like a bigger no, no, no,
1: no, I know. But then I was like, Mike's kind of a fucking, he's a mess. <laughs> Gina goes, he's, it's probably because he's so autistic with like business. If it's not business, you don't give a shit. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like To a tape. I can tell you what our financials, like down to every single category. Um, this sounds douchey, but I have a photographic memory too, so I can see data once and kind of just absorb it. That's amazing. But I don't know where my fucking keys are Ever, dude, I don't know I feel like shoes like, are half yeah. the time. I don't know like mm-hmm. so probably like you like I, when it comes to like projects, I'm so weird about it that like my laundry will pile up and someone has to be like, dude, well, it looks like you live out of a van.
2: Yeah, that dude. That's yeah. why I've stopped buying shit. Is no. I literally don't take care of it, so I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> like, I, I learned that about myself a while ago, so <laughs> I'm like, all right, this is easy. That's part of what I'm. I'm getting an apartment a third of the size I have now. Literally dumping ninety percent of my shit. Clothes. It's a third
1: of the size, but three times the cost. Are no, you moving to
2: Manhattan? Yeah, no. The cost is actually going to be two hundred bucks less than I'm paying.
1: You already got your spot.
2: No, I found a couple though. They're twenty six hundred a month. I'm paying twenty eight hundred now. So my rent is not going
0: to be. So wait, the whole photographic mind thing. Do you just choose when that happens?
1: Like no, you... like I can read a book and then I'll never forget the details. But oh, I'm have... with
0: you on that. Definitely. That's. Something I do not have. Or I can like
1: see our financials and me- almost memorize every line item.
0: Did you ever read a book and like 30 minutes in, you're like, what have I even been reading? No. I- no? Uh Damn, so I'm just like retarded. No, I think, I
1: think, uh. <laughs> well, no,
0: <laughs> you mean, you're meaning a book that you had no interest in. Well, no, like I found myself doing that, uh, what was it? Like two days ago, I picked up that c Story book. Uh-huh. I don't know if I just wasn't in the mood to read. But all of a sudden, I look up, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm 20% of the way done with this book. And I'm like, what is this you book? You probably about? weren't into it. Yeah, I was like, what has this yeah. book even been about? And then I like put it down. I was like, we're going to start this over at some point. But I was like, what have <laughs> I even been that, that book actually gets way
2: better when you like get into it. The first part's kind of
0: it, – The first 20% was kind of Yeah, but then right?
2: it builds up a gotcha. ton. Yeah. Right, dude, well, dude maybe... you love that book. Yeah. By one of these Navy SEALs that's done literally part of the Osama bin Laden capturing. It's you crazy. Really love that
0: book. You What's must
2: see stories.
0: Oh I also God. have to get in the habit of like reading an hour in a day because we've been doing this podcast where we read a book a week, and I've been like waiting till Saturday to start the <laughs> fucking book, and I'm like trying to read fast, which is the tip that Tim Ferriss talks about, and I can't do it. I'll like be so dyslexic with it, yeah. Where yeah. I'm like looking at a whole paragraph and reading it all at once, and like not digesting any of it. Yeah, like I need to read one word yeah. at a time. So wait, you guys, words. I have
1: two questions, and yeah. I know we, have, I don't know if you guys want to wrap up or what, but. Whatever, we'll keep it going until. We're Tim gonna... Ferriss, uh, what was yeah. I going to say? So you have another podcast? that's just a book review. Well,
2: it's part of the same one. We just do it as part of every episode. We'll review a book, and then we had our. You're our second guest. We had this brunch boys guy on last week, and so now we're basically you putting it second, al- dude. What's up? Second, second.
1: That's fucked
2: up. I know. Well, dude, you were fucking hey, all over the I got map. A
1: sloppy discussion. I was trying. You would have been, you been first. first. You would have <laughs> been first. <Jack. laughs> first.
0: This kid's tougher to sit down with than Trump. Uh, I think we're trying to like still figure out the total. No, like we're starting to figure it out, but as far as like the book review a guest and a couple segments that kind of all come together oh, okay. where it's like yeah, yeah that's cool. where we like kind yeah. of relate the book to like what our business is where we're reading about like different people like you know fucking the Virgin Records guy what's his name Richard Branson yeah. we read his book and we're like all right. Stealing My Virginity yeah.
2: yeah so we'll
0: do different like Bob
2: Iger the Disney
1: CEO his book's almost frustrating. it is oh, I mean i mean, like yeah. Smugly, yeah. you live in a boat and you're just like oh a record store and then the record store off, oh, like, oh Richard Branson huh. yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah oh Mail order,
2: and you're just like, you did that. <laughs> well, like you sure said, like, like most people aren't having these skill sets. Where's and the whole? Where's the
1: like, six chapters in the middle where you're like, I was suicidal, I was <laughs> fucking miserable. Well, that's where
2: Dan was lighting earlier when you were bringing up the whole bringing up in the ebook the transparency of like Doordash, Uber, where you see. I these think you guys things. should put that out. I think yeah. it
1: helps people. Where you like go like, suffering? Like, I I can be really honest. I hope a lot of people hear this one day that I've really suffered so many mental breakdowns from being an entrepreneur. Like I think every entrepreneur has like, yeah. like Major literally every like, single one My, you know, yeah. you're like yeah. pacing around your room, crying. You're like, did I fuck this up? For sure. I fucking dirt bag. Like, Oh man. Yeah. Should I just get a job and be fucking normal. Which if you have one, that's fine. But like, yeah, it like fucks with you. I think those, I think those really open the floodgates of yeah. this ebook you're talking about. I had a crying would, breakdown in Fargo. Yeah, dude, it's fucking it's <laughs> yeah. real. No, oh, It's real. Yeah. And then, then you even feel weird about crying and you're like, I wish I could just call someone and be like, dude, I'm fucked up. And the other guy's like, Me too, man. Crying feels great.
2: See, I don't cry, I have screaming moments where I've had like I've been <laughs> like in Lubbock I had one of those moments, like after <laughs> Campus, where I just went off just hard. Punching <laughs> the fucking
1: studio. <laughs> I was just
2: like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like I remember after like one of those days, I'm like, is this a fucking joke? Like yeah. where I had this reality hitting me moment, I'm like, "This is it. I'm yeah. done with this shit." <laughs> like it, just being on a campus, I'm like, "I was doing this shit fucking 12 years ago."
0: Yeah,
2: like that. That's where it was like you can't keep doing the same thing. But I think that you have to go through those things to learn.
0: Definitely, you know.
2: So that's where. No, I think that there is something to be said though about throwing that out there in an ebook. That is
0: interesting. I, just, doing, I wish there was, cause there's, cause there's no, no books, books on it, right? going through funks. Yeah, dude, maybe worst. we call it a fun. Like, dude, I've gone through fucking periods where I'll wake up and be like, "I'm gonna smoke weed right now," and it's not eight in the morning, yeah. and I'll will get out of bed. But like, I'm like, not. I've never gotten to the point where I'm like, I don't want to get out of bed because it's not like a depression. It's more like it's uh. more, it's more of like the like oh man, like we're here we go again. We're about to go and beat ourselves against a fucking wall again for the last like. Decade, but no, not the. But you know what I mean, sure. and where you're like, how am I doing this? And you kind of will go through months, and it's like time goes fast, and you know you go in and out of those cycles. It's fucking makes you ever wonder
1: if you should ever get comfortable.
2: Well, what is comfort
1: at the end of the day I think comfort for me, I can tell you what comfort is. It's working. It'd be here's my ideal schedule. I get up at six. I work out. I leisurely drink my coffee and eat my. I'm just, obnoxious breakfasts Of oh, steak, eggs, yeah. bacon, yeah. and protein, protein. Yeah. Like yeah. three bagels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's so dewy of you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's like when I do that. Yeah. The Rosenberg so. <laughs> uh, uh, Wow. I just thought of the worst joke. Let's hear it. But, Dude, yeah. we haven't get,
2: cracked any jokes yet. Come on. No. We got to get Like, it like up, opening
1: course. a bagel shop called Hitler's or something. <laughs> wow. Like, that would you be, idiot. you think that would sell like pancakes? It probably it'd probably get some press. It would be you would have to, maybe <laughs> you call it <laughs> Hitler's with a Z or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah. If it was
0: opened by a Jew and like kind of spun as a joke, it would be uh, interesting. I feel like we, would really have to get
2: I feel like even uh, Us Jews opening, that would get a ton of hate. I, I, would, I don't yeah, know if yeah, that would work Jews. out. That should
1: be the name of your podcast. Us, us Jews. Uh, yes, right? It's so true. Um, uh, what the, oh, no. It'd be working, like Ryan Holiday. I love Ryan Oh, Holiday. he's the best. Um, Ego is the enemy. Yeah, but he's also kind of real about a lot of things. he's not overly like, Anyway, uh, he talked about a schedule the other day, and it really appealed to me. But like, even Hemingway, like, here's another thing about business. You like, love talking like, about Hemingway, just because he was a fucking gangster. Yeah. And, uh, now, granted, some people might be like he's super liberal, and I'm like, I don't fucking care. I don't think most people me. have any idea what uh, yeah. his deal was. Liberal agenda? Does it make me pay more taxes, you douchebag? What I'm more mm-hmm. impressed with is his output. Mm-hmm. And then that like in the afternoon, he drank a bottle of rum and boxed locals and shit. The guy was a fucking (laughs) maniac. I love that. After he caught a fucking tuna in the ocean. That's a guy you'd want to have at your dinner table. I'm sure if I was friends with him, we would have killed ourselves. That's part (laughs) of like why I'm excited to be by
0: a beach is like I kind of want to fucking get into fishing a little. Like things that that, even when we were in Mexico, we were like chilling and all of a sudden we saw (laughs) a bell pop up. Mm -hmm. I I always think about that. We're like me and Mike and Jeff. We're sitting there. We're chopping up about business. And then all of a sudden there's like this whale. And like for the next 20 minutes, like all that mattered was this fucking whale. And I was like, damn, like this is, this yeah. is life right now. You know I'm what I mean?
1: You, would he come to Panama with us? Of course okay. he would. Dude, when are we going? Oh, yeah.
2: Seriously. Let's, go. let's, let's, let's put go. you on the spot on this podcast, let's, Chris. Let's, when let's, are the dates? Why don't we go like next week? No, Seriously. Where are you going go to go in March? Like, dude, I'm down. I, literally, I'm down to go with you guys. Let's do Panama. Dude,
1: it's the best. When we'll are be, we going? we we'll go catch some, like, Mark. Like, yeah, that uh, sounds What dates,
2: Chris? We're in.
1: Oh, uh, maybe the end of the month. Um, we let's get day Can
2: we time. actually go, though? Yeah, no, it's
1: the best.
2: Fuck yeah. By the way, I can't deep sea fish. I have My ears are fucked, bro. Yeah. I have the worst seasickness on the planet.
1: We'll, we'll deep sea fish from the shore. There we'll yeah, we go. We'll yeah. figure it out. We'll put the line on a drone and fucking throw the drone. And make that would drone be fucking drop. sick. Yeah, we got to go to Panama. That's this <laughs> guy. I've. You know, that's like crazy. not
0: a thing. Being able to deep sea fish from the shore with drones. I
1: think we just came up with. That's a like, genius maybe. idea. That is yeah. so cool. Um, wow. Yeah, <laughs> I, like I have. That. I have vertigo when I got back. I was fucking pissed. Dude, I'm,
2: like, yeah, I remember you telling me. That. Do you go fishing
1: a lot? I don't as much as I'd like to. Uh, I never go, but it just seems something that would be like really cool. Yeah. So here's here's an idea for business, and I guess we can wrap on. Or you guys tell me it's your show, but like, why? Like some of the most creative people in the world who had the most output, meaning like if, if that's your goal, like output, like Hemingway crushed books, right? He only wrote four hours a day. Stephen King only writes four or five hours a day and he's written 70 books and he's worth half a billion. Why in business is it any different? It's not eighty twenty rule. I mean, it, the, yeah. when
2: you really the Pareto rule, that's really holds true for anything. So if, you're my, actually,
0: if you actually work for four hours on something work. a day, that is more than anyone's working on anything
1: in a day. That's, that's the truth. That sucks that. though because we're yeah. fucking wasting our. So my ideal schedule: four or five hours hard in the morning after I've already hit the gym, probably trained with Kamozi, I've had my breakfast. You know, from eight to two, I, I work hard. And then in the afternoon, I get to make music or or work on a podcast with my us Jews, and I get to (laughs) yeah. And I you know I think what kills us in the end, like at least for me, where, where business starts to get disgusting, and where Gary I think unknowingly did it. I don't think I don't think he probably designed it this way, or maybe he did. I don't know. The dude's pretty fucking sharp.
2: Well, he doesn't tell anyone he takes off weekends for starters. No, that's right, part no, of his problem. It's it's bad. Even though he keeps posting, he's yeah, not doing he, shit. He put yeah. up
0: one post two days ago where he was like, "I'm I'm feeling B minus right now,"
2: and it was the yeah. first time ever. But he like, you noticed but, that though. With that, he was like, "But you know, even on your off days, you
1: have got to show like, up. No, it's man, like, dude, sure, but like, yeah. but like, that's you're right. Maybe so different conversation, but like, I think, and then. I think what kills business people, especially entrepreneurs, because you said something, we're almost like artists because you said it and then you said it in certain ways. Is like entrepreneurs are like, what's the next beautiful thing I can create? That's where we really feel super happy. Oh, yeah. Right. The execution starts to suck. I think what starts to kill us is we start to lose that. I think we're all meant to be creators. And I think where, where we start to suffer is when we're not in that creative process. And and it's never guarded. It's always like execute, 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 execute. Business management, 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 management. Financials, 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 financials. And you forget to create. So that that schedule to me, then like two to five or two to six, making music, doing a podcast, writing. I would be fucking. So the question is, why am I not doing it? I don't know because I get anxiety, and then I think. I have to manage. I have to take every call. Because
2: someone call. someone out there is doing another Koyos that's taking those calls, and you know. What
1: Is it Jew reference?
2: Mm-hmm. There and we go. No, he
1: talks about it all the time where he's like, "You he talk about a guy who guards his time." You know, he's like, "I write, I write movies, and I do it four hours in the morning. and then I play jazz at night in Manhattan, and I fucking puts around, and I that's and awesome. he's happy. So like, you almost argue if that balance as an entrepreneur wouldn't even make you better. Well, that was like, why I like that at the beginning. So is crushing it – is recovery for LeBron time off or is it part of his – the work? It's part of the work. Of the why isn't recovery for us part of the fucking work? No, why sure, isn't right? it part of the schedule where it's like I fucking write music from 2 to 6 every fucking day and that's my thing and it's part of the work though? It's not a time off thing. It's what's making me a better player to recover – to, to go to my chiropractor when some other guys are hitting more balls. Maybe the guy who hits more balls than me is going to throw his back out sooner, not as much longer. Yeah, it
2: doesn't have a longer
1: career. Yeah. I think a lot of us are burning the fuck out and that's why it's hard to get out of bed some days. You want to just smoke weed because you're like, I'm just going to fucking grind my balls into dust all day, yelling at employees, doing management shit that I'm not happy with. And I think that's where I, at least that's where I start to suffer when I don't have any like, Fun project that I'm like being creative on. and That's where it starts to suck. That's I, why I, yeah. I mean, creative I we outlets shift our brains. It's like is, is recovery for LeBron again the job or is he taking time off?
0: It's the job. It's
1: the job. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's why he's still and in. That's the why league. he's
1: 37 and can still dunk from the free throw line. And, and it, granted, he's also a fucking alien. But like, <laughs>
2: yeah, Eden. I heard he eats like shit. Do you up. know what I'm saying? That's like yeah. a
1: passionate thing for me. Because I've like I've bought in so hard to the bullshit. And now I'm so tired and I'm only 37. I shouldn't be this fucking tired. I shouldn't be this like angry when I wake up about, do you know what I'm saying? Like there's, no, days, I there's mornings I wake up and she's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just fucking already thinking about the 12 <laughs> arguments I'm going to fucking have. And, yeah. and, and, and the, you know, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't wake up. I usually wake up super optimistic. Yeah. You have to be in the beverage business So you're like, it's yeah. the hardest, it's one of the hardest games in the world. I wake up optimistic, but I start to – I notice I get real cranky and shitty if I don't have – like even this has been good for me. I love this. This is dope. It's been therapy. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was what I mean. The first thing I asked you before we were even recording,
0: and it's actually a question I have, is something that I feel like anyone who's running a business probably struggles with and can relate to – is when there's so many different things you could focus on is figuring out like, what should I really be focusing on right now? And that's where when you go back to like the four hours a day, if someone's actually spending four hours a day, like focusing on that one thing that they know is like, this is what I should be focusing on. Then you'll probably be like, Oh man, I worked my ass off today. Like what is your actual focus with the fit
1: It's No, it's dude, bro. So where we suffer right now and this, you make such a great point because like in a given day, Instead of that four-hour block, like I get made fun of all the times I never answer my phone. Even you beat me up about it. All but the it's time. Because it's because I try to put it away and work on something till it's done and not let anything interfere with it. So like if you work in an office, you constantly let people go, hey, what's up? Hey, real quick. And you deal with that shit all day instead of fucking being like, if I have, like everyone knows at Koyos, so if I have those on, I'm not available. Uh-huh. And if you try to talk to me, I'll be, I'll be a dick. I'll be like, why the fuck are you talking to me right now? Are you actually listening to music or oh, it's yeah. just your way? Okay. Because I also have – I don't know if I've ever told you guys this, but I've been basically tested. I'm on the spectrum of autism. So I love – I love like – I have sensory issues. So it's like I don't have that. And I'll listen to the same mix a thousand times because I love the repetitive. Oh, I've um, done that before. You know how like yeah. autistic kids will like hum and it's because there's too much sensory overload. Mm-hmm. So sensory overload hard for me. Uh, so yeah if I have those on but no you're right it's like we spend so much time chasing fucking things that don't matter from emails to fucking voicemails to dumb shit uh, that yeah you just it slips away and then you're yeah I don't know where I'm going with this well no the recovery is
2: entrepreneurs it should be looked at as athletes it's definitely a Cool food for thought. No, I,
0: I, also am actually curious. Like, if you had to oh, put down the, focus? To, yeah, like Sorry, what do you, what bro. would you say you spend of focus? <laughs> <laughs> like, like when so, you wake up each day, like
1: what's the main goal? Like, what are you trying to do? The main, so the main goal for us every day is to sell more product. Okay. Um, uh, the the issue we have as a company right now that anyone who ever hears this, even five years from now, if they go back through the archives. Will be because you guys are going to be wildly successful at this and have oh, a ton damn. of listeners, is... This will stem it. Big yeah, time. no, is is we suffer right now at Koyos from project overload. And not even projects that are fun. I'm talking essential fucking projects, like optimizing social media campaigns, whatever that is, whether uh-huh. it's paid or not, to optimizing our efficiencies at manufacturing, to optimizing our innovation in product development, to optimizing our way that we communicate as a team together to be more effective to, um, you know, right now we're about to head to Expo West, the biggest buying show in the world. So we have a whole event. These events are huge, you know, it'll it be 10 of us We'll be, we have a, you know, so with, at that Koyos, there's, there's so many projects that, that end up becoming critical that we're all sort of spread thin and it, and it shows like there's a lot of mistakes we've made that have cost us, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars cause we are all in too much of a rush there was too much going on, right? So our main goal every day is to constantly add distribution and constantly drive revenue. Um, and I think that's obviously obvious for any company. And then all those other things come next, like innovation, efficiency, you, you know. Um, and, and I think for, yeah, again, for us, it's been really tough to narrow it down. Because I think where this could go is like, you know, you tell most people like, you only have one or two things that are gonna make you, the business rip. Um, it's true. Uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of things that feed into those one or two things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and eliminating that noise is really fucking hard. And I think I think where I sometimes you ever you ever come in the office and look at your computer and your to do list, and you almost get paralyzed by the the amount of shit
0: you have to do. See, I think that's my biggest problem. I don't even make to do lists. I think I need to start. <laughs> I, I like know what I need to be doing, and I'll just gradually get them done but I never actually have a boom, boom like very 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 rarely will I do that sometimes when I'm at the gym I'll open the notes on my phone and as I'm yeah. thinking about shit just jot it down but I, I think that's something that it's empowering that whole idea
2: of writing down you hold yourself accountable and then delete it, get, so crossing obsessed. it out once I'm it's so, done sure. I'm so yeah.
1: obsessed now that like like if you call me during a work day, I have a file for you that lives on my G drive that every conversation we have, I record and or type out Mm -hmm. so that I can let it go mentally and reference it whenever I need to, because we have so many projects going on and we even use a project management software now that basically manages everybody's task, each project timelines on the project, because we have so many that if you tried to manage it all mentally, you fucking have a nervous breakdown. So Mm -hmm. I'm that psychotic now that every employee, every person, every conversation, every project has notes, has timestamps, has, so I can go back and go, no dude, you told me you're going to deliver our product on this date. I have the conversation notes. I even have it recorded. Do you want me to play it for you? Wow. So do your fucking job and send me my shit the way you said you were going to send it on the day you said you were, because we have so much going on. So it forced me to be hyper organized to the point where it's almost, it's like creepy, right? Mm. Like every, in, I mean, everything we do is so organized now, but it's, you know, that was a project that we spent a lot of time on to focus to streamline operations because it got so overwhelming. Because like, like, we not we don't just we don't just sell drinks; we make them too. We have two of our own facilities with where uh, Longmont and Commerce City. Ah, oh, so you're like making them locally here. Yeah, that's sexy. It's amazing,
2: out.
0: and yeah, the packaging's phenomenal.
1: No, it's dope. Like-
2: and folks, by the way, for anyone listening, Fit Soda pick it up <laughs> in GNC, Walmart. Chris is going to be in Whole Foods soon with Kios. It's delicious. Yeah, I mean you guys all and girls will absolutely love this,
1: yeah, no, so Dan I, you, you it's it's a great question, and I don't even have the answer which I hate admitting
0: but no I was no, I totally get it. I was kind of expecting no, I was hoping you'd have like a very like this is what I do every fucking day. I wake up and there's these specific 12 people I'm calling, trying to get them to carry my soda. And I was going to be like, damn, that's what I got to be doing. I got to have like a specific list of people I'm calling each day. I think the fluidity
2: aspect though is what makes everyone who they are with entrepreneurs is being able to know you have, there are certain things you have to do every day, but a lot of the things are ever changing. So to your point, yeah, no.
1: So I was, I was making it broad stroke. Our goal every day is sales. So we, every day there's a very specific, you know, yeah, set of calls and people were pushing on and distributors were trying to optimize. And, um, you know, every Tuesday we, we go over GNC and Walmart and where's our efficiencies and where did we lose and how can we win? And, um, is it as organized as we want? And absolutely not. Um, I think for us, the problem we have, and I think even maybe at Lodell Mm -hmm. are things like, you know, we're all trying to grow so fast too, right. Instead of just going, Hey, we have Walmarts and GNCs. Why do I need other retailers? Mm-hmm. Why don't I just go as deep and as hard as I fucking can in these channels? Not, not to the point of like it's destroying us, but why don't I just focus on these two? The
2: less is more mentality. Yeah, which we're even seeing in our space. There's rumors now some of these big companies have expanded too much. Yeah. Where they're, you're going to see them getting out of market. Some already have.
1: And then yeah. I would say we we made that mistake being 100 on the show we 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 overreached we are we we had we had two you know, and by overreach I mean we can't manage some of the retail we have because we can't get people there. Does that make sense? We we mm-hmm. did the same thing. We did the same. We thing. launched too many
0: markets without a real actual path of sustaining the growth that we got from being there ourselves. So we just kind of figured we can go launch a market, leave, and whatever we did, we're just going to maintain. I think
2: we also were a bit biased in the whole thinking there was a road to a buyout with part of that. Yeah, we made a lot of that's like, like that was part of the decision. That's like such thing.
0: a lesson that if anyone's listening to this, yeah. I hope they make they never fucking never make decisions based on thinking you might get a buyout. It's like the dumbest thing you could ever do, and it's the number one thing everyone says. But when you're actually in a position where you think you might get a buyout, to not start doing things that might not make much sense except for the fact that
1: it's like, oh, this might seem like a good play for a buyer. God, it's, it's tough. Oh, fuck, buddy. You guys, it's the, one of the yeah. hardest fucking things. I think – I hope a lot of people hear this. If you're starting a business, Dan and Mike make one of the best points because we do it too. And ours wasn't necessarily buyout, although it is is the main goal. Ours is also the stock. We've made so many choices based on thinking – there's going to be this incredible surge in valuation or um, yeah, you're attracting a buyer and it ends up breaking shit. You end up breaking shit. Big time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And And, we're still trying to figure out like how much money we're bleeding in certain markets that like shouldn't even be open and, how we're going to go about it. And it's like, you know, once you open up that can of worms it's yeah, open, wow. it's not like you could just like close it and it's like, Oh, here, we're back to, you know, you could, but it's not but, as easy. Yeah. As and like, then you
2: have the perception of other people, your employees, like what are these people doing? Opening, closing, problem? like love, whole perception. What thinking about Yeah, yeah exactly. It
1: for sure. I love that we're talking about this at the end because it, it's so powerful. Like, so what would you tell a new person? Like how would you relate it to real estate? Like, if you were or a mortgage broker,
2: perfect way it would be like you never owning property to live in, and me saying, Chris and Dan, I'm going to buy a complex. I'm right off the bat, never gotten into real estate. No, that's
1: smart. I love that. I mean, yes. if you're trying to, like, if you're a mortgage broker trying to get business for realtors, or like, you're, how would you relate it to someone else in a field? It's like, I feel like people gloss over this in podcasts because like, I'm always like, well, what it doesn't really, I don't, I'm not going to sell drinks. Mm-hmm. So, like, what I'm getting at is like, if you're a mortgage broker, find four of the best realtors you want to work with and focus on them until it's so good that you can move on to another channel. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. The problem we all have in business is it's always like more, 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 more. I need more realtors, 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 more more input, more input, more input. You're probably living above your means. You're probably stretched out financially. So it becomes this constant rush and I don't think you're creating real value. You're just kind of
2: which yeah, you're spot on. Like our early days, obsessed with Boulder and Bloomington. Yeah, you want we to constantly
1: work. add more, and yeah. you
0: start to actually you become delusional as to what Dude. it took to actually make that work. And it's you're like, oh, this is delusional that's, that's the rep- big part of oh, it, yeah. too. You guys, yeah,
1: have, talk about that. Like you got Indiana, you had Bloomington and Boulder that you lived in, like you 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 own. Those we buildings. went
2: to the schools like as students so it was like that we were so part of the you're culture saying
1: the delusion was like oh we'll just go fucking uh, replicate that and love it I that. think in a rear exactly. too, when you look
2: back it's harder to like think back of all the stuff that happened to get to that point sure. where you're like oh you saw success early and then it's like oh yeah this is easy to replicate when you don't actually think about what even went into getting that to that point back then, and it comes how yeah. so oh, yeah. like fear, yeah, how
0: much you really, really did, yeah, like back yeah. in the day,
2: what we each did
0: to get those sites, it's the amount of events that you don't oh, even think it's about. Oh, ridiculous! So like you lived and breathed this shit for six years, not like two months. It was, right. yeah, no, nah. you know, I read or not heard or read one of those dudes had some quote. It's not going to be like completely accurate, but it was along the lines of basically like when you. When you're not losing, like basically like when you're moderately successful, it it was so relatable to us because it was basically like when you're moderately successful, you get delusional into thinking that like you're correct about certain things. You don't realize how little you know Mm because you think that like you're winning based on your knowledge and it's not until you start losing that you like start learning. And that's finally where – I'll admit, like I definitely, like we talked about about an hour ago on this podcast, I went through a period where I was definitely like depressed, bummed out, stressed over the notion that like other people that we were like kind of connected with sold and we didn't. And then it slowly turned into a, all right, well, this is like forcing us to learn new things. And whether or not I'll ever have as as much money as those other people, I don't know. Well, no, over- you
2: you will have way more and I'll tell you why.
0: And I'm not even saying this is like a vendetta off these people.
2: They're these no, same...
0: Will- well, no, when I get,
2: and I'm, I see where Dan's going with that, but though even those same people are now waiting on us to see what's next. So I think there's something to be said for actual natural creators where someone's like, oh, I'm on the sidelines with a lot of money. What are you guys doing next? Which is gratifying.
0: Yeah, you could almost make the argument that, not to interrupt you, but you'll find this fascinating. We had. Uh, percentage, like 3% or whatever of order up when they got acquired for 89 mil from Groupon. Mike and I each made like a few hundred grand. It was awesome. But like you could also look at that as possibly like one of the worst thing that's ever happened to us. It, I go back and forth on it because it like set us up for being able to invest. Yeah, yeah. It's put us in a great position now, but also it's like it led to a whole new level of You know, definitely complacency. I don't know if like. Not full on complacency, but all of a sudden you go from having no money to a few hundred thousand dollars in the bank, and it's like that's a small payout. It's nowhere near your goals, but it definitely, like Mark Cuban's always saying on that Shark Tank show, like I want you eating peanut butter sandwiches. Well, like we weren't doing that anymore. You know, we were all of a sudden like taking sick vacations. Mike and I traveled to Asia for two and a half months. Like we were doing all this cool shit, I mean, which is awesome. Yes, which me. you should do. And dude, don't get me wrong. Like those are the best experiences I've ever had in my life. And that's where like when I look back on the four years of the business it's been awesome because it's taken me all over the world due to having the flexibility of the business not even the business itself but just what that's given me for life and being able to like go do shit and go spend two months in Asia like that's fucking dope yeah but there's no doubt that like you know when you get that early success you think you know things that you don't
1: actually know you don't know shit oh my god that's so true like we were talking earlier about I touched on it but I was like you know, I was making 500 grand a year and had a couple hundred grand in the bank, and I was like so full of myself. And then all of a sudden, I was like, I'm going to start investing in these companies and being an entrepreneur. And it didn't translate at all because I had so much ego and so much like pretend knowledge. I was like, oh, I, I make half a million dollars a year. I'm a fucking gangster. Got into business and lost it all several times. I've been almost bankrupt twice mm-hmm. because I had what you're describing of this like f- fake, I don't know, fake knowledge. Uh, just, uh, yeah, my ego drove me to go, yeah, I know everything. I, I'm the best. I'm, uh, And some of those lessons are the best lessons I've ever it's
2: learned. It's like the racking up W's early and not getting that L, and then it
0: smacks you in the face. It's
2: like yeah. that undefeated
0: team that needs to lose. Exactly. Or they're screwed. And then it's all about like how you actually re- react to that loss. It's like, do you look at it and – kind of take that moment to like realize like I'm losing right now because I need to learn more. And like, this is a direct, you know, this is no one else's fault, but our own, we didn't do enough to, you know, this, this and this, or are you going to like put that whole blame finger pointing game where it's like, Oh, it's not my fault. Like, blah, 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 blah. And that's I just yeah. know,
1: unfortunately, even if some young entrepreneur hears this, he's still going to make those mistakes. Oh, big time! Like, Which edit- he has to, though. You know,
2: I think that's yeah, part of it. You yeah. can't have those peaks without valleys at all. Like everyone it'd goes be through so these. Cool if
1: we lived in a world where you heard information and you were like, "Okay, and then you, yeah," <laughs> and then you just did that. <laughs> Actually, right? like, we'd all be so successful and yeah, so happy, and all have abs, and we'd all like yeah. Us be, humans they'd... are
2: just terrible with retention. It seems like we just. Have for some reason, we'll hear things and be like, "Oh yeah."
0: There's also something to be said, though, for like hearing things doesn't really mean shit unless you're like the one to experience it, and yeah. that's
2: like something classroom banter. It's like, so, "Yeah, you got to yeah, go yeah. do it." You
1: made a good point. To be like AI, It'd be like, "Hey, China was dope. Let me describe it to you." You're like, oh, "Okay, I don't ever need to fucking go there." That and dude, was dope. even like, "Tell I, me again. I want to yeah. go again." Yeah, yeah. right.
0: <laughs> and to take this it's in on. a completely different direction, like I've kind of realized this over the last month, but throughout my whole life, you know, you have so many people that are like, oh, never have kids, never get married. And it's like, okay, yeah, that probably does suck. But but what would maybe suck more is like not knowing if that ever sucked, not being one of those guys to be like, hey, don't do this. Like living through it is important and not living through it and being a guy who's like, oh, I didn't do it because I heard it sucked. It's like, is that really the way to go here? I think
2: that goes back to Chris's point, though, of like knowing who you are. Like what is it that you want to do? It's clear you want to have a family.
1: But you know, I'm
2: just saying though, that's like that different train of thought though. It's like, I personally am not wired for a picket fence. I don't like kids. Well, I'm like going I'm into straight up. Like I just don't watch all the I'm just like I'm not. I'm, taking, Chris, a, you love I'm, saying I'm taking a
0: gamble where I'm like going to Charleston to basically like move in with my girlfriend and that either is gonna blow up in flames, in which case I'll like maybe be moving back, or it'll turn into a whole thing. Who knows? Yeah. You know, well and what what I kinda came to the realization of is I'll probably ultimately Have regret if I never at least try it. Like maybe if I try and it fucking sucks, I'll at least be like, you know what? Oh well. Instead of I tried this. Not like I can't have what ifs in my life. And that's where like with me financially, I'm definitely like a conservative little fuck. Where you know, there's things that like seem exciting where I will end up probably not doing. And I'm trying to like get myself out of that. Like for example, we were in Mexico and I'm like, damn, like. I want to fucking buy a lot near a beach, get some eco Cobana TP set up. People can come stay there, whatever, 30 bucks a night. I'll have like six of them. I'll fucking be chilling down there half the year. It'll be sick. And it's. I love that. Yeah. And I still love mm-hmm. it. And like, I should fucking do it because it would be awesome. But for whatever reason, it's like, yeah, you know, you're probably going to end up just losing like 300 grand, but who fucking cares? It'd <laughs> be I sick. Know. You know, you'd look back, you not going to be like, oh, you know what I mean, though? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess we mm-hmm. could wrap it on that.
2: Yeah, guys, this has been great. great dope. Chris, thanks for coming on, bro. Yeah, man, thanks for
0: having you guys. Hell yeah. That was cool strapped in the trenches making moves going all out
1: every day handle business you know that the hustle don't stop got my team let's get it reviewing books and talk stocks steady keep it moving so you gonna want to tune in get low down. it's an app get local food on demand delivery right to your home
0: everything in the palm of your hand took hard work and dedication come through join the conversation
1: this is history up in the making we just want to be an inspiration hey let's go